sun wasn't a problem today for those scoring at home. No issue whatsoever. Kind of miss it. Hell, man. Good morning. It is uh, Glenn Clark Radio. That would mean that I am Glenn Clark. He is Griffin Bass, and we are here. I was confused by that yesterday because we had just lost the sun for about a full week. Yeah, it would have been. And then you were yeah. already sick of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's accurate. I was, uh, it's just, you know what, man? I don't need to, I don't need to explain. I don't feel the need to explain my art to you, Warren. A lot to do. Busy Thursday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. There's no way you understand the reference. I did. Not a chance in the world. Do you want to explain it? Or? Empire Records, one of the great films of all time. I get it, man. It came out when I was young. So it's basically a, a ancient. I'd watch it at some point if I were you. It's outstanding. All right. There's not a, this is a straight shoot. I was dating a girl at one point who was a couple years younger, but only like three years younger than I was. And... Um, we were out at this very nice event. In fact, it was Maritime Magic, which is a lovely event that Living Classrooms puts on, I think, still every year. I'm not sure. It's been a while since I've gone. Um, haven't got that invite. I don't know what happened. What the hell happened over there? I thought we were cool. Um, but I was there with this girl and uh, some of our friends, and or some of my friends, I guess. And I made an Empire Records reference, and she didn't get it. And I looked at her, and I said, look, I know we're at the swanky party, but this is so important to me that I am in favor of leaving this party right now and going back and watching Empire Records. And my friends were also in favor of that because, again, this might be why I don't get the invite anymore. The swanky party scene is not really my scene. Like, it's just not. It never has been. I would go because, you know, you were supposed to go to these events and be supportive and all that, but it's just not my scene. So an excuse to leave a swanky party was always the very top of my list of things that I would want to do. And so we did. We gone. We left. We left said swanky party. And um, I I was very happy about that decision. And she enjoyed Empire Records because Empire Records is perfection. Oh, my God. I've got so many Empire Records stories. Oh, this is a really – it's all coming flooding in. I actually, as a date night with one girl, we had an Ethan Embry movie night. And this, again, is going to mean nothing to you because that's not an actor that you would care about in any way. It is but not. But Ethan Embry was in, like, every movie I ever loved, including Can't Hardly Wait, which is another perfect film. Get Ethan Embry on this show. All yeah. right? All right. <laughs> don't, don't be like, um, he's also in That Thing You Do, which is also another perfect film. Um, that starred Baltimore's own Jonathan Sheck as well as Tom Hanks. Um, I feel like I've been on the wrong planet. Like I don't recognize any of these movies oh that he's my in. God, I hate, like, I hate you. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. Look, man, I hate you, and I don't think you can work here any longer. All right. I, we might, <laughs> I might do do with you what I did with the girl that I was dating when I was in college. I do know you from Alabama. Though. Oh God! God! I want to die. That's the Ethan Embry film that you know. Yeah. Oh. Oh God. All right, I'm going to assign sorry, you homework. All right. All I don't right. assign a lot of homework. I don't. And I get it. Like that I understand there's an age difference when it comes to films, but I need you to trust me on this because uh when when Papa Cass was interning for us, I demanded. I told her she wasn't allowed back in unless she watched there's something about Mary. And she came back in the next week and she was like, "God, that movie's great." I'm like, "I know it is." I need you to commit to watching a couple of these films. All right? All right. Sure. I need you 
And I like you don't have to do it all at once because I get it. That's a lot to ask. But like between now and next week, there are there are three films from the Ethan Embry collection. Empire Records would be at the top of my list. Okay. All right. Can't Hardly Wait would be next. In fact, those two interchangeable. They're both perfect. Oh, cool. It's on Hulu. Uh, I, Empire Records. Is. I also think, I also believe that you should watch that thing you do. Now, that thing you do is kind of a cult classic more than it's a classic classic, but it's still a cult classic. Oh, Tom Hanks is in? Uh, what's that? Tom Hanks is in The Thing You Do. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I just hate everything. Not as much as I hate the fact that I'm trying to get Blink One Eighty Two tickets. And uh, how much you think they? Uh, how much you think they cost? Um, three hundred dollars. Oh yeah, and not even on the floor. Like they are three hundred dollars. Oh, they're two fifty plus fees, so oh, okay. I guarantee they're three hundred dollars. Nice. I'm I'm looking. Hang on. How much do you think floor seats are for Blink One Eighty Two? They're uh, currently available. This is seven hundred. Uh, five twenty five. If you want to sit oh, okay. in section one. Hang on, section uh, 450 in row P. So the uh, very top. Yeah, man. This is where we got something going. Where are they going to be at? Uh, the arena. Oh, the, okay. new, the new and improved mm. uh, Baltimore arena. Yeah, this is a really worthless pre-sale. So I got that going for me, which is cool. That's cool. Anyway, so that won't be happening. <laughs> Gonna need somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. If anybody in my world can help me out, I think the uh, the public on sale is on Monday. Of course, tickets are two hundred fifty dollars. Why wouldn't they be? Why wouldn't they be? That's the world. And you know what's gonna happen is right before. So my wife will think nothing of it, and then like literally the week before, she'll hear somebody talking about the Blink One Eighty Two concert, and she'll be like, "Are we going to that?" Anyway, I'm sorry. Let's get focused. Hi, Glenn Clark Radio. Glenn and Griffin, we're here today. Um, did I say what was coming up on the program? Charles no, Davis. Yeah. From, uh, are you gonna watch one of these movies? Sure. Which one? Uh, I'll start. I'll do Empire Records. All right, thank you. This weekend. Very much. I appreciate that. We'll talk about it later. All right. I feel better about myself. Uh, today's show is brought to you by the Maryland Five Star, which is scheduled to get underway today. I don't know what the rain policy is. I can't lie. I have no idea what the weather policy is. I, I don't know if you can do horse figure skating in the rain it's just not something that i'm very familiar it might be that you can't you'd play soccer in weather like this you play lacrosse in weather like this you play football in weather like this i don't know if you can do horse figure skating in weather like this but it is scheduled to get underway today hopefully the weather will clear up what's the story for the rest of the weekend by the way i think it's supposed to be clear the rest of the weekend that's what i thought yeah. right like this, it's just this today day, yeah i'm not sure where all this came from but well i mean <laughs> Wait, is this like a question about like where babies come from? Like, well, do you no, not no. understand I how mean, like, science well, works? Well, like the other week, we knew like there was a hurricane coming. Well, okay, so, the so remnants the, of a hurricane. Yes, yeah, coming. yes. You can see Olympic athletes in action this weekend as the nation's best horses and riders are competing in one of the world's premier equestrian events. It's the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Advisory, October thirteenth through sixteenth, up in Cecil County. Again, getting underway today. Maryland Five Star with the number five. Maryland Five Star. Dot U.S. Coming up in just a bit, uh, we're going to talk about the trade deadline, talk about what the Ravens may or may not do. Cody Benjamin writes for CBSSports.com, and he thinks the Ravens should be a bit aggressive at the deadline. Uh, also later on in the side, but by the way, you guys don't agree. You guys uh, mostly think that the Ravens should hold on to their pick, although I did present it in a very specific way where they're going to give up a lot of their picks, so I, I guess I take that back. 
In Would You Rather Wednesday, most of the responses were no, hold the picks. But I did. That was a very unique circumstance. I Also, overwhelming, everybody wanted Brandon Hyde to stick around yesterday. Everybody. Now, I don't know if that's a bird in hand versus... Because we're a pro-Brandon Hyde show, so... I've I, Look, man, yeah. I'm not an anti-Brandon Hyde guy at all, but it is weird. Like, I just think the limbo part of this is weird. Like, I brought it up with Nathan Ruiz yesterday. I'm like, is... Are you going to give him a long-term extension or just sort of leave him dangling in the wind still? Like, it's, it is a weird situation to be in. Um, but appreciate all of you who participated in Would You Rather Wednesday. Also coming up this morning, Tank Williams, former NFL safety. He's also with the 33rd team. Uh, they did uh, He did the post-game show with Trey Wingo from the Ravens game, so we'll get his thoughts on what he saw from the Ravens. And the great Charles Davis will be with us. He is on the call alongside our friends Ian Eagle and Evan Washburn for the Giants game on Sunday. They, of course, did the Bills game, so they're on watch. I said that once. I don't remember who it was. I said that once about somebody when I didn't like something that they said. We were doing the morning show back in the day. God, I actually I can't believe I was saying this. I wish Forrester was here to see if he could remember. Um but I just, I was, it was one of those mornings where I was barely awake, where I'd probably been up until three drinking, and then I was doing the morning show at six. And I brought somebody up, and I just said, Hey, look, you're on watch. And Drew was like, The hell does that mean? I'm like, I'm not entirely sure, but I know you're on watch. And so we would make jokes about that. Whenever I didn't like something, I'd be like, Hey, hey, Felix PA, you're on watch. And it never really meant anything, but we just kept rolling with it. And that's how I feel. And these are my friends. I like all three of these guys. They're all very good friends of the program. They have been incredibly good to us over the years. But if something goes down this Sunday, they're on watch. Can't have that. Can't have that. We'll talk to Charles Davis coming up a little bit later on in the program. Plus, we'll make picks as KZ will join us as he does every Thursday. Oh, uh, by the way, I had a suggestion that was made to me for a uh, side bet for this week for picks. I don't think I can do it. I'm just being as honest as I possibly can. About now we this. have to do it. Yeah, I don't think I can. So you saw the thing going around yesterday where some guy on, I don't know, Fox News or something like that uh, was talking about how lunch at Taco Bell cost him $28. And everybody was like, how in the world did you possibly have $28 worth of Taco Bell for lunch? And so somebody said to me that that should be the challenge for the side bet this week is that the loser has to eat $28 worth of Taco Bell. That'd be easy. Yeah, for you. <laughs> for me? No I, I would enjoy that. I, I, like, I would have to know what's the least amount of food that you could get for $28 because like, I, there's no way I could eat like 14 $2 burritos. There's just no way I would be physically capable of doing it. If there is any sort of way to get like three particular particular burritos that all cost eight dollars i like maybe i don't know i just don't dude it's been so long since i've been to a taco bell although if they want to sponsor us again i am happy to make that change and taco bell's the best it has been so bloody long since i've been to a taco bell now don't get me wrong i was not saying i'm above it i used to pound me some cheesy gordita crunches i don't know if that's still available at the taco bell but i used to pound them I'm just saying, I don't know how much food it is, but it seems like an awful lot of food, and I don't think I can do it. I don't think I'm physically capable of eating that much food. One of the issues with some of the side bets we've done already is that I just look at it, I'm like, it's a lot, man. I don't think I can do it. Like the pepper sandwich, it would have sucked, but at least least it was just a sandwich. Like I could have – people kept – like. 
when I had to do the peanut butter mayonnaise thing, people were like, oh, you're making way too big out of a deal of it. And I'm like, yeah, six sandwiches, chief. Oh, my God. You had yeah. to do six Correct. sandwiches? Peanut butter Correct. mayonnaise. Correct. And various accoutrement. Ugh. I still heave a little thinking about it. It was, God, it was grotesque. Um, I don't remember what I was saying. Oh, yeah, something or other about that Pit. being the side bet. I don't think I can do it. I don't no. think it's a possibility. I, like, if someone wants to present to me the least amount of food that could get you to $28 at Taco Bell, we can talk about it, but there's just no way, bro. There's no way that I can eat that much food. It's just I don't live that way any longer. I'm too old. Like If I start doing that, I'm going to die. bet you could do it. How what do you but I could do what? You, you don't know you how much house, it is. I mean you'd probably be like, let's see, I don't know, like a couple crunch wraps, yeah, a couple burritos. Yeah, a couple tacos. Yeah, you, you can't you stop. That alone Baja Blast. is about the stretch of where I could go. Like that alone is about the stretch of how much I could eat. All right. Um I watched the uh, Padres game last night. I didn't get to watch as much of the Braves Phillies game, in part because it started so late that I was more interested in the Padres game. Um you know, both series now are series, I guess. Like, the the, the road teams both end up taking a, a game. Um, and so they get to go back home with a chance to finish things out, which is very interesting because these are the two favorites in the National League, obviously. Um, I, I don't – I still feel the way that I feel. Like, I, I still think that ultimately the Dodgers are going to pull the football away and the Padres will again feel like Charlie Brown. It's because that's the way that this tends to go. In fact – in an odd way, it might be more fitting that they get a little bit of hope just before they have the, the football pulled away from them again. Um, the Phillies, I'm not sure what to make of that, right? I, I the big Again, the big storyline was they were able to get game one, and now they've got their two aces pitching, right? Like, And then, you know, you forget the Braves have good pitchers too. And Kyle Wright was tremendous, was excellent yesterday. So... Um, it's not really a big storyline for me. I still assume that the Braves and the Dodgers will win those respective series, but you know, at the moment, the the lower seeds, the road teams are in good shape as they at least have the opportunity to try to hold serve at home and pull off huge upsets that would completely upend. I mean, could you imagine? I I, I guess the Astros would still just be the favorite at that point, right? Like I, I don't I don't I mean, see the Mariners well, getting back into that. A, a Phillies Padres a NLCS not what anybody yeah. on the planet would have expected no. not what anyone would have imagined would be possible but um you know yeah. it is it is in play at the moment it is in play that it could end up being a somehow some way a Phillies Padres which is crazy like it's just nuts that that is a possibility I'm still going to bet against it. I'm still going to assume that the Braves and the Dodgers both end up getting there. I agree there. The big story from the Ravens yesterday, of course, was that, you know, look, and it happened during the show, and I didn't really talk about it that much. Tyus Bowser was on the practice field. We've seen Tyus do some various things in his return to football, and we kind of knew that was coming. It opens up a three-week window now for the Ravens um, that he's going to be back. Like, at some point in the coming weeks, he's going to be back. I think the more stunning one was David Ajabo. Like, that to me was almost shocking that David Ajabo was back on the practice field this quickly. Um, we are talking about a very serious injury that occurred in, in the spring. Yeah, March? I yeah. Think. On his pro day. This isn't like, an injury from last year, like Tyus. This is an injury that occurred in the spring. So it's it's borderline... 
It's like uh, outrageous that he is. Didn't because Cam Akers came back last year after tearing his Achilles, didn't he? <sighs> yeah, I think that's right. And I think that's right. And so you're saying again, and it's one of the things that was brought up with David Ajabo is that perhaps we have to reconsider everything about the time frame for a return from an injury like this. Mm-hmm. Now, Cam Akers didn't seem. Yeah, he wasn't like yeah know, explosive or correct blow you away. But I mean, and it's a little bit different because they were making a run to a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And so I think that they were in position to say, hey, we need... If you're not really ready, but you're something in some semblance of ready, we'll put you back out on the field. For David Ajabo, I would think the Ravens would take as much time as necessary for a player who has no NFL experience. For as much as we keep talking about how much the Ravens need help in their pass rush department... This is a player that has no experience, that had no preseason, that had none of that type of stuff. I don't think that they would rush in any way to get that player back to the field. They knew what they were doing when they took David Ajabo. They understood that David Ajabo was not going to be ready for the start of the season. It was possible he wasn't going to be ready for some time. They decided the talent was so worth it they were going to take him anyway. I don't think there's any world where they would rush him back or take a partial player in a return when it comes to a David Ajabo because I don't see how that's worth it. I think as much as we would like to see the Ravens' pass rush situation improve, and again, hopefully Justin Houston gets back, Jason Pierre-Paul has been as good, if not better, than I think any of us could have expected him to be in the early going, as much as they'd like to see that situation improve, I think the David Ajabo story is still far more long-term than it is immediate. The decision that they made had to have far less to do with this season than it had to do with the seasons that follow. And so I can't fathom them just rushing him back and saying, hey, if you can be any semblance of what you were, we'll put you out there. Which, in context, would make you believe that they really think the guy is ready or that he will be ready in the next couple of weeks. That, I'm not, that really, it floored me to see David Ajabo on the practice field yesterday. It was stunning to me to see. Um, Andrew Stecka points out that, yes, Terrell Suggs once upon a time also returned from a torn Achilles very quickly, but also, again, it's Terrell Suggs. And they were willing um, and I say a torn Achilles. I'm trying to do the, the math on that. I guess that was May. I remember being, I think I've told this story before. I remember I was at the Kentucky Derby and I had gone out drinking on a Thursday night and I got a message from someone that was like, dude, you can break the news. Terrell Suggs tore his Achilles. And I was like, I was just too drunk to deal with it. <laughs> I was too drunk. I was... Just not, I had been out at the Kentucky Derby, and I woke up, and and also, in fairness, when you get this type of information, you're going to try to source it with somebody else. You're not just going to use one source. Not that this wasn't a person that I trusted, but I wanted to get a second source before I would have gone with it, and I was just, I wanted to go to bed at this point. Like, I just wanted, I was too tired. I wanted to go to bed. So I wake up, and my phone is blowing up from the same person who's like, Dude, why have you not reported this? What are you doing? They're go- somebody else is going to beat you to it. And I'm like looking at all these texts. I'm like, all right, right, right. I got to deal with this. And I go to to send a text to somebody else that I know to try to get it confirmed in Terrell's camp. 
And the moment I do, my first source says, you idiot, Vinny just went with it on 105.7. I'm like, oh, no, it was crushing. It was crushing to me Um, because that was back in the day when I cared about those things. Now today I wouldn't care. But again, also we're talking about Terrell Suggs, right? Like I, I understand it with veteran players that you accept any amount of whatever they can give you even if they're not fully ready just yet, you take whatever you can get. With a rookie who you made a decision about knowing the risks, that part of me is stunning. It's stunning that that player would be returning this quickly because I just don't think you would accept 70-80% and put that player on the field, a player that had no preseason, a player that, you know, you're not sure what you can get out get from them. You don't know what you can get from this player at 100%. So that part of it is the stunning part to me. Today's show also brought to you by the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Every Ravens home game this season, you can stop by the Game Day Firehouse located at the Firefighters Union Hall just west of the stadium, 1202 Ridgely Street, and sample the cooking from the Ginsu Kamado Grill. Stop by, try some food, enter to win your own Ginsu Kamado ceramic grill and $500 worth of grilling meats. The Ginsu Kamado Grill, the perfect ceramic tailgate or home grill for searing, grilling, baking, and smoking all kinds of food. Get the details. Reserve yours today, ginsugrills.com. Use the code TAILGATE, and you'll get $100 off your order. So we've been talking a lot this week about the Panthers situation and how it might relate to the Ravens because, truthfully, we were kind of interested in some of their players. And if firing Matt Rule is an indicator that maybe there's, you know, a fire sale coming, we wouldn't mind having a DJ more around these parts. Joining us now to talk a little bit more about the Ravens and the trade deadline and what maybe they should do. He, of course, covers the NFL for CBSSports.com. He's Cody Benjamin, and he's with us on GCR. Cody, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's good to chat with you, man. Thank you for taking a minute for us this morning. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you having me on. It's great to chat with you, dude. I read your column the other day, and it was, you know, it was interesting to me because we have talked about this a little bit, that have the Ravens failed in this time frame where they've had Lamar Jackson before they had to pay him the big bucks? Because we do. We see what the Eagles have done and how they've kind of gone all in and said, hey, look, we know this is coming, but until it is, let's, let's give ourselves the absolute best opportunity of winning a Super Bowl in the meantime. Um, and I think it's fair to question whether the Ravens have done that in these first five years with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I mean, that's the, the one thing that everyone's looking for, I think, from Lamar Jackson, um, this current setup with the Ravens. Um, you know, ever since the transition to Joe Flacco has been, um, you know, that big playoff run, which is, you know, I guess, you know, that's what the Bills are after right now, too. But they've kind of taken at least one step closer or farther than the Ravens. The Chiefs have obviously done that. I think that's that's just what everyone wants to see. And and now, you know, so many years into the Lamar Jackson era, you just naturally the questions are going to come up. I mean, is this more about Lamar Jackson or is it more about the supporting cast or the setup around them, the philosophy that kind of drives the offense that he's he's running and so yeah I mean I think that um it's always a tricky thing to try and decide or or try and dissect you know whether teams have capitalized enough on these rookie contracts at a quarterback because you know you have to in some scenarios we see 
a team building up the entire roster before adding the quarterback. And sometimes we see them getting the quarterback and then building up around them. Um, you know, in the case of, you know, we've got examples of teams like the chiefs when they added Patrick Mahomes, they had already had a playoff team ready to go. Um, the Eagles, you know, had built around Jalen Hurts this year. You look at the opposite end of the spectrum, a team like the bears have almost decidedly not built around their quarterback and Justin Fields. Um, so there's so many different ways to try and go about it. I think, you know, the Ravens clearly are um, contenders. It's just a matter of have they done enough to give their young, hopefully ascending quarterback, you know, guys to make plays for him. Uh, it's a fair question, and, you know, everybody would point out, hey, they've, they've they spent a couple first-round picks on wide receivers, although they ran one out yeah. that was a little disappointing. I mean, it was was productive, but just not a transcendent player whatsoever in a draft that had a lot of transcendent wide receivers, and they didn't get those guys. Um, they got Hollywood Brown. Um, and, the, you know, Rashad Bateman we like. We, we've seen some things from but by no means has he become that guy yet. So he's got Mark Andrews, and that's kind of what he has. It's a fair question. Um, yeah. it, it then it kind of compounds. So, for example, we don't really know if DJ Moore is actually going to be available or not, right? Like, for as many people as want to believe the Panthers are going to go full on fire sale and rebuild, like they do have to have something. They presumably want to have a quarterback next year, and if they've got one, they'd probably like to have somebody for him to throw the ball to. So, I don't think they're just going to be giving away DJ Moore. I think they would be inclined to say, "Hey, look, maybe he's available, but you guys got to pay a, a real price for him." And then this gets into the secondary part of the question for the Ravens, which is, well, now that you're at the five-year mark, can you afford to be giving away future draft picks to try to acquire players? Or do those draft picks become so much more important because, presumably, you're going to be having to spend a boatload of money on Lamar Jackson here? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a complicated thing. And that's what I think you're seeing with you know, a team like the Rams, for example. Um, you know, If you're a fan that, that wants just instant results. You want quick fixes. You want, um, you want the star talent immediately. Um, that's fun. I mean, and, and it, and it can work. I mean, we saw the Buccaneers and the Rams, the last two, you know, to win the Super Bowl. they really did. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot that goes into it, but in some sense, they really did buy their way to a championship. And I know Tom Brady is not any old quarterback. Um, but the way that the Rams and the Bucks operated just basically throwing away, um, any sense of, of long-term planning, and they got Lombardi trophies out of it. On the flip side, um, you see now that, you know, I think the Buccaneers will be fine, but the Rams are in a lot of trouble in terms of, you know, their quarterback is not protected. He doesn't have uh, the weapons he needs to, to throw to besides Cooper Cup. You know, in the Ravens' case, yeah, there's just there's, there's so many moving parts to juggle. Just to jump back to, you know, you mentioned the, the Ravens, investing in in wide receiver obviously they have a tight end um you know that that's reliable that's one of the best in the game but you need more than that in today's nfl and i think that you know it's probably not enough in today's nfl to say we've tried you know to to i think that what the eagles did for example is they said we tried and they did with Jalen Reger taking a, you know, him in the first round instead of mm -hmm. Justin Jefferson a few years ago. That's been well documented. Mm -hmm. But they didn't just sit on their hands afterward and say, look, we, we spent that draft pick on a wide receiver. We tried. Uh, we're we're going to hope that it, it pans out. No, the very next year, they traded with uh, their own rivals, the Cowboys, to move up to draft another wide receiver in Devontae Smith. The next offseason, they sent 
their next first round pick to the Titans to get AJ Brown, who has proven uh, that he can be a wide receiver, uh, a productive number one wide receiver. So I think it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's a fine line here, but just admitting your mistakes and not to say that the Ravens have made mistakes, but when, when you just look at, you know, Rashad Bateman, you know, Demarcus Robinson, the guys that they're, they're putting out there, you know, no offense to those guys, but I just don't think that anyone's really getting scared by those wide no, receivers. I, I agree. And, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And look, Devin Duvernay's looked pretty good, but yes, pretty good yeah. is not scared. Is not, you know, defensive coordinators losing sleep about what it is that you're going to do against those guys. He's Cody Benjamin from CBSSports.com, and he's with us here on GCR. I, Cody, again, the, the timetable becomes interesting, right? Can you can you do this midseason? What you allude to with the Buccaneers and the Rams. I talked about this openly, and I just said, hey, look, the Ravens have always said, we're going to do business our way. This is what we're going to do. We're going to try to be competitive all of the time. Um, we're yeah. not going to be the all-in team. We're not going to, you know make take risks and 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 put ourselves in potential cap hell down the road we're going to be the team that's constantly trying to be in position and if we do then we might put ourselves in position to win a super bowl every now and then which they've done so far to their to their credit but are we seeing a trend that that's no longer the way to win in the NFL that now the way to win is to say no the hell with it risk it all and try to build the best possible team you can build for now and then deal with the problems when we have to deal with them? Um, I mean, I think that that's always going to get, that's always going to get the headlines. I mean, those teams are always going to be the ones that, you know, they get their fan bases riled up and they, they probably pull off, you know, more instant success than the teams that are patient. I, but I don't know that that's becoming um, the thing to do. I think that there are gentlemen... I mean, the best general managers in the NFL, um, I think, honestly, the Ravens' approach is smart. They just have, they just have a little bit of a weakness at this position. And, and it's not – I don't mean to put it all on the wide receivers or the, um, the decisions at wide receiver. I mean, Lamar Jackson, you know, has, has a role in this too. I mean, he, he had some wide-open receivers in the, the game against the Bengals that he could have hit. I mean, if he hits on a couple of those, maybe the conversation isn't as drastic. Um, they have a, they have, you know, justified reasons for investing more in the offensive line, uh, because of the way that they rely on Lamar Jackson's legs. And so, you know, I think the Ravens in terms of a philosophy, I think you'd rather be the team that is a little more patient than the one that's going to sacrifice years down the road. I mean, that's where a guy like DJ Moore to me, he doesn't break that philosophy because, if you give up, let's say, a first-round pick and more for DJ Moore, I mean, to me, you are just you're swapping out essentially. Right. In the big picture, you're swapping out Marquise Brown uh, for and his contract, his future contract for DJ Moore, who to me is a more Better complete player. receiver anyway. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, to me, he this isn't like adding Allen Robinson, who's you know almost thirty and slowing down. This is adding a guy who would be there with Lamar Jackson for the long term. So I think. You, you see in the best general managers the, the ability to be bold when you need to, but to hold back. You know, I look at, again, we're referencing the Eagles here. You know, Howie Roseman has spent the last two years basically, you know, stockpiling draft picks from, you know, trades with the Saints and, and other teams. And then he uses them when the time is right. And so, yeah, I think it's, you know, you want to be patient. Just be able to act when you need to. Cody, what would you be willing to pay for DJ Moore? Like, what if if 
yeah, I, I don't. It's hard for me to get a read. I've, I tried talking to some folks in Charlotte, and you know, nobody down there thinks the the Panthers should be in a rush to give up on DJ Moore. But they all acknowledge, hey, this is what's going on here. I, I think they'd be willing to listen. What is the appropriate price? Like, what's the price where you say, hey, look, it's a good football player. It's worth paying this versus, you know, just because you've made mistakes doesn't mean you should go and, and try to be crazy and poaching a player away. Yeah, yeah. And, I, I mean, I think that, you know, it's it comes with the contract. So he's already he's under contract. He's been paid. You know that that just happened this summer. And so, you know, I think I, I think that there's a real comparison to be made here um, with with the AJ Brown trade. Um, I, I think that AJ Brown is is more of a of a difference maker. Just you know by I guess by nature of him just being such an imposing physical player, um, the way he's built, but. I think it starts around there and that was a, a one and a three. And I know that that it might seem steep, but um, you know, he's already under contract. He's, he's a young guy. He should be there for a half decade at least, you know, if, if it pans out. Um, I think that, you, you know, you're obviously giving up a one for somebody like that, especially with Carolina in no hurry to move somebody like him. I think Christian McCaffrey is, is far more likely to be moved than a DJ Moore. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, if you're the Ravens, if you're acting like the Ravens in this scenario, I don't know. Are you, are you willing to surrender a one and a three or maybe a one and a four that can move up? Um, I think that's the starting point. Um, I, I, I want to raise my hand. Glenn Clark. Yes. Yes. I am willing yeah. <laughs> to go a one and a three for DJ Moore. And what, and what do you make on the Carolina side of things? Do, do you feel like they'd be willing to do like, that's the price that they, that would be appropriate for them or, I, I still come back to, like, I just – giving giving up on a player that, again, you've already signed, that part of it is taken yeah. care of, you've already committed to, and knowing, like, you're going to need a quarterback next year. Like, I, I get it's easy to say, hey, rip everything down to the studs. Well, this is the NFL. You can't – this yeah. is not like baseball. You can't do that. Like, you still have to pay a certain amount of money to your players. That's the way that the salary floor works. Is Is it worth it for the Panthers to do that for a first and a third? Yeah, and that's where I think it's probably more like a starting price because, um, you know, you look at, for example, the A.G. Brown situation, that was a different time and a different place. Um, you know, we can even say, even if we agree A.J. Brown is, is the better, you know, more difference-making wide receiver, um, you know, he was traded on draft night. He was unable to reach a contract with Tennessee. So Tennessee wasn't, wasn't willing to meet his price demands. And on, the, on draft night, uh, they had a guy in Traylon Burks who they had already kind of identified as we're going to make this trade and, and it'll be almost like an instant swap. Um, now Titans fans now probably wish maybe it wasn't the case, but you know, they had already um, identified a guy they could have and bring in the building and, and make, you know, a replacement for AJ Brown. Whereas Carolina, like you said, they, you know, at the end of the day, what they really need to do is hit on quarterback. Whenever they, they get their new coach, they need to figure that position out. They don't have, they're not sitting in front of a, uh, you know, a draft order right now where they can mm -hmm. say, we're, we're, we're going to trade DJ Moore and we've got this guy that we want. Um, we are a long way off from that. And so, yeah, I think if you're talking about a guy, they just, you know, a couple months ago, the owner signed off on this big lucrative extension for him. Yeah, I think that the starting point is probably a one and a three. 
He is Cody Benjamin, CBSSports.com. Cody, what all can we plug for you, sir? Um, we've got, I mean, we're always doing quarterback power rankings every week. Um, uh, so that's something that usually gets, um, you know, a lot of looks. Sometimes people get up, <laughs> sometimes people get upset about where the quarterbacks are ranked, but it's a fun exercise each week. Um, CBSSports.com, you can find, you know, basically all of our coverage, um, throughout the week. At Cody J. Benjamin on Twitter is how you give him a follow. Cody, really appreciate you taking the time this morning, man. Thanks so much for doing it. Let's talk again soon, all right? Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Cody Benjamin, CBSSports.com, joining us here on GCR. Look, man, first and a third. I, I know that there will be plenty of you that responded yesterday that will say, dude, you just can't. You can't be giving up multiple early-round picks if you're about to give Lamar Jackson a boatload of money. you got to hit on those. Well, you're getting a player. but you're, All you're really giving up is the third-round pick, right? You're getting the player. You're essentially trading out whatever player you might take in the first round for DJ Moore. So you're giving up a third-round pick. Now, I don't know if the Panthers would do that. I, I still am confused by that. I keep trying to talk to people in Charlotte, and they're like, maybe the, he's on the market. Maybe they'd be willing to deal him. I can't get a straight answer about it. But if it's a first and a third, your pal Glenn Clark, yes. Now, I get it. Somebody's going to say, aren't you the guy that was willing to pay a high price for Julio Jones? Correct. And I would have been an idiot. I would have been wrong. I acknowledge that completely. Full stop. Acknowledge. I wanted to pay a real price for Julio Jones, and it would have been an insane thing in hindsight for the Ravens to have done. I think we all know why it is that this would be a little bit different than acquiring a Julio Jones that was already moving towards the tail end of his career and oft injured at that point. Today's show also brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Same Game Parlay Plus is now available. You can bet uh, par- same game parlays that feature both teams involved in a game up to 25 legs in a same game parlay. It's unbelievable. The, the exotic options that you could put together. Reserve your spot for any of the games this weekend, as well as Deontay Wilder, Robert Hellanius. You can watch the fight for free and bet on it, win money, come out on top on Saturday night. Email events at sportssocialmd.com in order to reserve your spot. Talk some more Ravens. Tank Williams from the 33rd team joins us next. Glenn Clark Radio. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever is on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point. Boulevard. 
Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. See Olympic athletes in action as the nation's best horses and riders compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Academy, October 13th through 16th in Cecil County. Don't miss the breathtaking excitement of the dynamic cross-country competition or the elegance of dressage and precision of show jumping. There's also great shopping and activities, including a fresh food fest, corgi race, and a beer, wine, and spirits showcase. So come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Advisory, October 13th through 16th. Learn more and buy tickets at maryland5star.us. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka profiles Ravens tight end Mark Andrews' path to NFL stardom, from his late decision to play the sport full-time through having to overcome type 1 diabetes and more. Also, inside, we introduce you to football players at Maryland, Navy, Towson, and Morgan State, and we give you everything you need to know for betting football this season. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily cover of demos, ravens, and terps at PressBoxOnline.com. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit Join Baltimore countypd.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. If you can't listen or watch live, you can subscribe to the show via Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Or, if lying isn't your thing, we'll take a three-and-a-half-star review, too. <sighs> this is really frustrating, right? <laughs> I'm getting a lot of messages. John from Little Rock, I could do the Taco Bell challenge, but I would pay for it days after. They've raised their prices, so there is that. I, dude, I just went to the menu. It's still the most expensive thing I see on the menu is $8. That means that, like, I would have to eat at least three of these their double, their double steak stuffed burritos and something more in order to get $28 with Taco Bell. The, I guess the question becomes, does, do, do beverages count? Because if beverages count, maybe I could pull this off. Maybe I could... I mean, dude, I, I don't eat like this, and it would really be a scene. Oh, I don't like this idea. I really don't like this idea. Do you want to do this? You look like the person that wants to do this. I mean, yeah, I, sure. So we're doing it? I don't want to. That's the problem. I have no interest. We were sent another one, by the way. Okay. Uh, Nick Kelly... Hold on. First uh, of all, a couple he, things. He gave us the hoop fish one. Yes. Nick Kelly lets me know there was a wrestler, wrestler named Earthquake. I was, there was both a comedian and a wrestler named Earthquake. Oh, well done. So I was, I was correct on all accounts originally. <laughs> Good job. Um, uh, he also shares that he found an old advertisement, a little trick that makes a treat, 7-Up in milk. Mix chilled 7-Up and cold milk in equal parts. By pouring the 7-Up gently into the milk. Do not, do not stir. The 7-Up adds a light and delicate flavor, making a delicious blended food drink. 
Mothers know that this is a wholesome combination. The addition of wholesome combination. The addition of Seven Up gives milk a new flavor appeal that especially pleases children. There's a little advertisement here for Seven Up in milk. Do you want to try this one? <laughs> no, but I mean that seems uh I mean that seems right up our alley though. It does seem up our alley. <laughs> now, like what we're looking for. <laughs> Now, the, the Taco Bell thing is more timely. We can do both. But by the time we get to the Taco Bell thing, it'll be next week, and people will probably be stop, not be talking about it any longer, correct? I mean, I don't know. It'll be Monday. Like, <sighs> but, but we would need to send somebody out for the Taco Bell, and we don't, we don't have an intern until Tuesday. Oh. Mike well, I mean, I, on Mondays. I mean, I could do it, I guess. I mean, like, but then, that's they, not our a, Taco Bells... Can, yeah, there's one right down uh, but, but like, Block Raven. But like, they don't serve... Like, you can't go in there at 9 a.m. and get all this food, can you? You can only uh, get... Did I think you can only get breakfast at that point because they do the... We could do $28 worth of the breakfast no. uh, The breakfast box. No. That breakfast box is killer. <laughs> I thought they were cutting back. I thought they slashed the menu. Isn't that what the Pete Davidson commercials are all about? Oh, is that what... Is they, how they like limited what they have available on the breakfast Better not get rid menu? of the breakfast box. I, dude... All right, what's well, available re- really, at Taco Bell at 9 a.m.? I really don't want to do the Taco Bell thing. Like, if you think it's good content and you think people would be into it, I do it, and then you know maybe I'll just try to not not lose. Like that would be the better play, is to not lose the challenge and have you. I am very nervous about how much food you have to consume, and again, my stomach has not. I have not tasted Taco Bell in. Uh, dude, this is a straight you're shoot. You're missing out. Straight shoot. Nine, eighteen years. Wow. Eighteen that's, years. That's impressive. When I when I was twenty one. And we would go to the bars, and on the way back, I would I would get Taco Bell. I don't think I could do it. I don't. All right, we got we've got uh, forty minutes to make our decision before we start the pick segment. I am I would do the milk and Seven Up thing, and I might be lactose intolerant. And I would still prefer doing that, just because it's not as much to consume as consuming that much Taco Bell. Ugh, ugh I'm like internally heaving even thinking about it. <sighs> you know, what? I need a palate cleanser. Let me think about good food. All right, let me think about something that I would enjoy and I would eat at least $28 worth of. That's Glory Day's Grill and the Oktoberfest menu, which is outstanding and features the chicken schnitzel, the Bavarian burger on the pretzel bun, the brewer sausage platter, the brewer sausage sandwich, the cheddar ale soup, the slam dunk pretzels. I've had all of it. I would, I would eat so much more than $28 worth of the Glory Day's Grill menu. It's delicious. GloryDaysGrill.com is the website for you to get your order in. This man, um, now part of the 33rd team, and we saw him doing post-game after the Ravens-Bengals game the other night and said, man, it's, I'd like to catch up with this guy, find out a little bit more about what he thinks about what he's seen from the Ravens. He is a former NFL safety. He's with the 33rd team. He's been doing Yahoo, all sorts of stuff. He's Tank Williams, and he's with us now here on GCR. Tank, it is Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us. Not for sure. Thanks for having me. It's great to chat with you, dude. We've been trying to figure this out, man, like the, over the last couple of weeks. The Ravens, by every advanced statistic, are a good football team, right? They've still, even after trailing late in the game on Sunday, they've trailed for like a total of two minutes all season long. And yet, they're also a team that's blown two different three-possession leads at home and lost games this season. What are the Baltimore Ravens after five weeks? Uh, I think the Baltimore Ravens are still trying to find that out. I mean, you know, they've been dealing with, it seems like, injuries for the past couple of years now, yet still 
that's the most dynamic players in the league with Lamar Jackson. I mean, what that man is able to do on the field is phenomenal. I call him the real-life version of steaming Willie Beeman off of him and giving Sunday. I mean, that's just how dynamic he is on the field. Uh, the one thing that's changed between, I think, this year's team and years past is their ability to run the ball. I mean, I think that kind of comes with some of the injuries they still have along the offensive line. They're trying to get J.K. back along with Gus, who's finally back practicing again. So I think Lamar's been doing his part with his legs, but you'd like to try to see it come along a little bit more with the other running backs. Um, you know, you lose Marquise Hollywood-Brown. Bateman steps up, and he's playing well on outside. Duvernay as well. we got to get Bateman back healthy again, but – I think that once they can play with a little bit of consistency, uh, you'll see a better Ravens team, at least on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, you have to admit, when they played against the Bengals last week, they left some plays out there on the field. I know Lamar would say he had a couple of those that he wished he could have back. And then you look at that defense, they just need to stop giving up those big splash plays. I mean, you have a lot of talented guys all across the board from the front seven and then on the back end. But it's just the big plays that have been killing them. And we always say in the NFL, like, if you can just make a team try to drive down the field 10, 12, 15 plays and try to score, it's going to be difficult. They're going to probably get in their own way. But if you give up those big splash plays, it makes it so much easier for them to get in zone. And that's been the defense's Achilles heel. Are you convinced, you know, you, you bring up the guys they still have coming back and, and Gus is going to be back in the mix and we assume that Ronnie Stanley will keep, you know, we, we liked what we saw from him on Sunday night. You assume he's going to keep working his way back to being in there for every snap. Um, they still have the opportunity. Tyus Bowser, David Ajabo got on the practice field this week. Like there is a lot to like. They lost Marcus Williams, but it's not supposed to be season long. Are, are you be- of the belief that if they get all of those guys back and they stay relatively healthy, that they are a legitimate threat to make a Super Bowl? Uh, I think so. I mean, I think there's so much parity in the league that there are a lot of teams that are a legitimate threat in the Super Bowl. It's been that way in the league for the past couple of years. Perfect example is the Bengals heading to the Super Bowl last year. I mean, I think the way that they played the Buffalo Bills, who are one of the better teams in the NFL, they played them tough and then lost down the stretch at the very end. That shows that they can play and compete with any team in the NFL because, I mean, I think the one thing that you look at is that Buffalo's defense has played some of the best football in the league yeah. uh, today. I mean, they got some other teams like the San Francisco 49ers and some other Dallas Cowboys who have been dominant with some of the things they could do pressure-wise. But Buffalo's been right there playing consistent defense, and then they have one of the most explosive offenses in the game as well with Josh Allen, and you have Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, all those guys. So to be able to compete with them and come within a close win and look at instances where if you'd have done this or that a little bit better, that you would have come out with a win. I think they have to feel pretty comfortable once they can just start getting some of those guys back and play some consistent football moving forward. He is Tank Williams, the 33rd team. He's with us here on GCR. Tank, one of the things we've been talking about a lot this week, um, you referenced the wide receiver picture. Are the Ravens in position where they should be looking to be aggressive and try to make a move to fortify themselves as that type of threat? And I don't know if DJ Moore is really available in Carolina or if it's just sort of being speculated about whether he might be given their situation. But, you know, if he is, we're all around here very interested because it seems like he would be a very good fit. Do you look at the Ravens and say, hey, man, this is the moment. Like, you got a strike. You know, you, you've got an opportunity in front of you. you got your quarterback. You haven't, you know, had to pay him, but you know that's coming, obviously, in the next year or so. Like, make the move. Go be that bold team to add one more piece and try to be, you know, like the Rams of a year ago, the team that separates yourself a little bit. I mean, I think it's something that teams are always looking at, and it's something that you have to look at if you're the Ravens. I mean, I think that they've had some huge splash plays from – 
Bateman and Duvernay so far this year. But that being said, I mean, you can't have enough weapons. I mean, like you said, perfect example, the Rams going out there and getting Odell Beckham Jr. adding him to the mix. And I think he was that main differentiator, especially early on in the Super Bowl when they were able to pull off that win against the Bengals. So I think the more guys you can get to help your offense, your team, the better on both sides of the ball. And uh, I always encourage all general managers to look at any and every opportunity that makes sense for their football team. So that would definitely be one for sure. Is, is, you know, when you look at DJ Moore, is that the type of player that's worthy of giving up a significant price for? Like, do you, do you see him and say that dude's special? You know, if that costs you more than a first round pick, you, you do it. You, you only get so many opportunities to get players like that. It's, I think he's a really good football player. I think he's also a football player that can fit their scheme as well. I mean, you know, he's kind of built in that Steve Smith mold where, you know, he's a shorter wide receiver, has good route running, great hands. Uh, he can almost run the ball like a, a running back in some instances that you have like the little crack screens and stuff like that. And so when you have a run-heavy team that sees a lot of man coverage, I think he's the type of receiver that can fit and blend in perfectly within that scheme. So from that standpoint, I think that – he would be worth uh, taking a look at if you can get it for the right price. Uh, Tank, I, but you know, while I have you, I got to ask because it's going around the league this week. Um, the, the roughing the passer stuff, man. I, I, I don't know. I, the NFL is kind of doubling down and saying, "Look, we don't think that these calls are wrong. We think that they're right. These are the rules that we wrote. We wrote them for reasons, and this is what we want. We want these calls to be made." The rest of us are saying, "What in the hell is going on?" Um, th- this is insane. Grady Jarrett did nothing wrong. Like, there's protecting players, but this has gone way overboard. What do you make of this mm-hmm. entire situation and what the league should be doing in these moments? Uh, I mean, <laughs> well, there's a lot of layers to this. I mean, I think most importantly, the one thing that we all have to understand is this, that now the NFL is getting to the point to where they're paying the majority of their quarterbacks north of $40 million per yep. year. Whenever you have that much investment into the face of your franchise, they're going to do whatever they can to protect them. And I don't agree with the way that they're making the calls, but I do also understand why they're making the calls. I mean, we don't want to see backup quarterbacks playing in all these games, especially coming down the stretch when you're trying to make playoff runs and stuff like that. But that being said, I feel like the essence of the NFL football has been kind of taken away. You'll notice that after Chris Jones had that sack strip of Derek Carr and then got overturned, the next couple of sacks in the game, it looked like a, a like a sack in a Pro Bowl where somebody would just go and wrap them up and then the, the referee would just blow the whistle. Like, I'm not uh, trying to advocate for guys going in and trying to put these just big, vicious hits on the quarterback and taking them out. That being said, I mean, I think these defensive players also have a job to do and they need to be able to sack and attack the quarterback and try to get the ball out, whether it's doing fumbles uh interceptions and all that kind of stuff and so when you have it to where these rules are so laxed and skewed one-sided in favor of the offense and specifically the quarterback it kind of takes away uh from the game because you can't allow those guys on the other side of the ball to try to do what they need to do to execute on a uh, consistent basis I, you know it's interesting what you brought up about the problem do you do you do you worry that that's like what essentially this is going to become is that moving forward it's just going to be Hey, look! If you've got the quarterback, you know if you get to the quarterback, get him in the grasp, wrap him up, and we're just going to blow the play dead at that point, and we're going to lose, you know, the the escapability, and and we're just going. That's the way it's going to be when it comes to quarterbacks. I think the NFL just doesn't want to be held liable for any of these issues. I mean, they've had to deal with all the ramifications from concussions. You have a lot of parents who don't want their kids playing football right now, so they're trying to make the game 
as safe as possible and always trying to make it seem like they're doing their part to protect the players. And I think they are trying to make a, a strong change to protect the players. But at the same time, I think there's a lot of self-interest at heart as well. When you think about all these lawsuits that popped up and how much money they have invested in some of these key positions, like you don't want to have these guys taken out and missing seasons at a time when your product is best when they're out there on the field. So they're trying to weigh whether, you know, people can stomach this type of football where there's less contact on the quarterbacks, these controversial calls, fans getting upset about what they're seeing on the field versus trying to keep uh, the most valuable part of that franchise out there on the field for all 17 games and also throughout the postseason. So I think that's what they're trying to balance out. And then, you know, they're always going to weigh with uh, public opinion. So right now they have this hard stance with the fans boo and, complain enough, I think we'll see some changes. I mean, I think a review process would probably be best, but I'm yeah. not exactly sure if or when we'll get there. Yeah, I've been in favor of the Sky Judge concept for a long time, but for some reason it's just not. Like, we, we got it, but we didn't really get it this year. It's a very strange bit. Uh, Tank Williams, what all can we plug for you, man? I know you're doing stuff with the 33rd team, but I know that's not the only place where people can find you these days. Yeah, I do some stuff for the third third team, but I've been with Yahoo for a while. I've been a fantasy NFL and some sports betting analyst for them. I uh, also do some work with uh, Live on the Line, a TV show on Bally's Network, where we give some gambling advice for uh, college and NFL football games. So I try to stay busy. Well, you can find me on Twitter at TankWilliams13 or on Instagram at the same handle. Yeah, at TankWilliams13, give him a follow there. Tank, really appreciate you taking a couple of minutes for us this morning, man. We'd love to do it again Absolutely. later on. Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me. Tank Williams checking in with us here on GCR. John, John, John in particular is really trying to pressure us to do the stupid Taco Bell thing. He said, yeah, drinks count and just, just win and then you don't have to do it. It's not that easy, John. The most likely scenario is that we tie and then we both have to do it. We're spending $56 <laughs> worth of terrible food. God. You should see if KZ wants in. You know what? I'd be willing to ask him if he'd be. Willing. I don't. Th- I think he'll say no, though. I just think. I think he's at a place in his life where he's like, yeah, I don't. I don't need to do this. I don't need. I get the idea is that you're spreading it out a little bit. Steck is, of course, another part of the world, so he couldn't do it. Be willing to. I'd be willing to text. Text all the other boys. Okay. And see who would be willing to get in on this bet. Okay. Just quickly text so, Kyle, John, Paul. I think Paul has a real job. I don't know if he can come in here during the during the week. I don't think it's an option. I think Kyle's got a real job. You know what? I think that's the problem. Is that, like they would all do it, but I don't think any of them because they all have real like day jobs. I don't know if they can take a day off and come. Like they wouldn't be able to do it until like weeks from now. Text KZ. We'll, we'll talk to KZ about it. We'll okay. see. Okay. Because I think he's got the most flexibility. Right. <sighs> John was pressuring me. Now he says you'll be destroyed since you haven't had Taco Bell in that long of a time period. Please, please stay away from that debacle. <laughs> Wait, what's he? He wanted you to he do was, it. And he was pressuring us. Just win the bet. Yeah, drinks. Came. Like he was. He was like, do it, do it. Now he's changed his mind. He's walking back. Uh, Jeff says, I actually think the Seven Up milk thing might be tasty. I think they might be onto something. No I don't know if There's I agree no with that. I don't know if I agree with that. All right, we'll pr- we'll talk to Casey about both of them. We'll make a decision. We'll do I one think of we should them. Should do both. I think we should do you both. Think the loser for this week. Yeah, you have to, to do both things. You talk well. You got to chase it with with, with seven up milk. I was just told that drinks count and getting me to twenty eight dollars. I'm gonna need it to. There's no way I'm getting to twenty eight dollars otherwise. God damn. Um, Stecka did also bring up giving up multiple for early round picks for a stud wide receiver is the cost of not being able to draft them with a singular early round pick yourself. I agree, but there's still like I 
still feel like there has to be a limit. Like, I don't think you're giving up multiple firsts for DJ Moore. I love DJ Moore, but I don't think you can do that. All right, hour number one of today's show is in the books. It's also been brought to you by your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals and new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Charles Davis is calling Ravens Giants for CBS. He'll join us next, Glenn Clark Radio. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-5544. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Glory Days Grill's Oktoberfest menu is now running. It's one of their most popular seasonal menus all year. It features the chicken schnitzel, the Oktoberfest brewer's platter, the brewer's sausage sandwich, the Bavarian burger with a pretzel bun, the cheddar ale soup, the slam dunk pretzels, and the apple cobbler. All of these meals pair well with Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on draft. Dine in or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites take home. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. That first sip... That first bite Mm. starts your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore's Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guilfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials. We'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. Tune in to Simply the Bets every Tuesday and weekend at Bookies every other Thursday at 11.40 a.m. And if you really have nothing better to do, keep listening to this show, too. All right, back in here on GCR. If you missed it yesterday, Stan the Fan Charles trying to help you get ready for the start of the Maryland Five Star, which, again, is scheduled to get underway today, weather pending. Um, he had a great conversation with writer Lillian Hurd, and you can find that right now by going to facebook.com slash pressboxsports, clicking on the videos tab, go to youtube.com slash pressboxonline or pressboxonline.com slash video. You'll also find the show that he and Ross Grimsley did with great Kenny Singleton this week. 
Stan the Fan, working hard for you to get you some great content every week. Had to do this a little bit earlier on because of his schedule, getting ready for a big game on Sunday, but always a thrill to catch up with Charles Davis from CBS right here on GCR. Well, it's always a pleasure to welcome our next guest back to GCR. He will be on the call once again. Quick two-week turnaround. He's seen a lot of the Ravens already this season as he will be uh, in New Jersey when the Ravens take on the Giants this Sunday, 1 o'clock on CBS, alongside our friends Ian Eagle and Evan Washburn. He is the great Charles Davis. He's back with us now on the program. Charles, it's Glenn. Great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking the time for us. Thanks for having me, Glenn. Always good to talk with you. Always fun. Now, Charles, you know I love you and your crew, but if this game goes anything like the last one, we're probably going to have to <laughs> we're, ban we're you. Done. Yeah, it's just going to probably done. have to be over for the Ian Charles Evan crew with the Ravens <laughs> this season. I hope you understand it, that. It, we, we understand. We we get it. I mean, we <laughs> realize we have zero impact on what happens on the field. Yeah. But somebody's got to take the hit. That's the way it you goes. Know? And, and, and that's just how it goes down. And it's funny because coaches are the exact same way. I mean, I've literally walked into meetings and a coach will say, you know, I've lost my last three with you guys. I, I'm really not excited about seeing you. You know, it, I was like, when you know, the, I said, when you know your record based on TV crew, Oof. either you have too much time on your hand or your assistant does. No doubt. But either way. <laughs> oh man, that is, that is, you know what? I'm not, you know what though? I'm really not surprised by that. I'm not, not at surprised. all surprised. That's how it goes. No that's how Hey, uh, sports is we're all super, real quick, Glenn. We're all a very superstitious lot, okay? Correct. We can call it. Some people won't use the word superstitious, right? You and I both know that they'll call it rituals, or it's, it's you know, it's my process. I was like, no, you're superstitious because you're doing the same thing every single time. I get it, I absolutely get it. And just the way it is, people are looking for a way out when they're losing, when they're winning, they want to keep it going the exact same way. It's like people lose, keep wearing the same socks while you win, you know, all those sort of things that go along with it. I know. I completely get it. I completely get it. And and we're we're not you know we're not superstitious. I'm not we're, above it either. We're so we're, we're it. a little stitious. <laughs> that's all. Um, I get it, Charles. I, we've been trying to figure out. We spent the better part of the last couple of weeks since since you guys did the Bills game. Um, just what the Ravens are. And the the dumb thing to say is, hey, it doesn't matter. We're five games into the season. We still got a lot of time to figure it out. But. How do you look at the totality of a Ravens team that statistically is quite good, the football outsiders, the DVOA numbers, they're all very good, but they are also still a team that's blown two separate three-possession leads yeah. um, this season at home. How do you take you know, all of that into account when we try to figure out what the Ravens are at this point? It's, you, you do have to take it all into account, Glenn. I think it's a, it's a total. It's in total, and, and it's, a, it's a full view and there is something to it's still it's only five games there is a truth to that you know, that that shouldn't be totally kicked to the curb there is a truth that a number of new elements on the defensive side of the ball I'm gonna stick there to start with mm-hmm. are, are are playing and playing bigger, bigger minutes or snap numbers more than what they thought there is a new defensive coordinator despite the fact he'd been around that franchise for a long time before a one-year hiatus at the University of Michigan you know, so it's a different voice now in front of the room every day talking to the troops instead of instead of Don Martindale, sure. who they were very used to and knew how it went. And the other thing that I think that, you know, we really can't overstate is part of the way you close out ball games when you have double-digit leads is you go hit the quarterback. Mm. They have mm. not had the same people out there, okay? Oway didn't get his first sack until Buffalo, Yep. okay? Bowser has not played yet. 
Ojabo was drafted to be a quarterback chaser. He's been out. Had to sign Jason Pierre-Paul in the first game we had was Buffalo, and I thought he played 10, 15, 20 plays max. I don't have it in front of me, but I get the sense he played like 50-something Oh, plays. 100%. I mean, and by the way, he's okay. played well. Like, he's been far okay. better than we could have expected. I'm not saying that he expected. played poorly. Yeah. I'm just saying yeah. they signed him that week. Yeah. And he played 50-something snaps. So they are still evolving into who they ultimately want to be. My feeling about them is that if Bowser makes it back, if Ojabo makes it to, to the field and rounds into form, the last five, six, seven games, that's when I think we'll see the best from this defense. You know, when Kyle Hamilton fully gets immersed and comfortable. Because if I'm not mistaken, he played, what, 50-something snaps week one, 40-something yeah. snaps week two, and his numbers have really dropped since then. Down to like 15. But I don't think it's because they're, they're upset. Look, they, they'd like for him to you know, make less mistakes, of course. But they do know how good he's going to be. And I think they just said he's swimming in deep water. Let's get him out for a while, okay? Let him, let, 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 let him go back in and get immersed a little bit easier. And I think that's where they are right now because Geno Stone's going to take those minutes, those snaps away from Marcus Williams' injury to start off and still continue to work Kyle Hamilton in. By the end of the year, his snaps could go back up in the 50s. That means he's acclimated and he's handling everything well. Charles Davis with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. He's on the call, Ravens-Giants on CBS on Sunday. Charles, you just brought up Marcus Williams being sidelined. I mean, the good news is it doesn't appear as though it's a season ender and they're going to get him back. But, boy, he had been as advertised since he arrived, and that had been the one thing that we, we kind of looked at with this defense and said, hey, they might not be great, but they appear to be opportunistic. Um, how much of a loss is it for the Ravens to be without Marcus Williams? It's a big one because even though he's brand new to the team, he understands his role as a roving free safety. And you remember those great Seattle teams, the Legion of Boom? Cam Chancellor could sit in the, in the short zones. He could play in the box. He could do all those things. And as Richard Sherman used to like to say about him, he doesn't just tackle you. He takes your soul. I mean, I mean, my, I mean Cam Chancellor, he scared the heck out of everybody on those low crossers, right? Mm-hmm. But they could do that because the corners handled their business out there. All right? It was always Richard Sherman. And there was always a question about who would be opposite him. But they always seem to find guys that could give them play for a year or two that could be pretty darn good. And then they might find their next one and their next one. But the biggest thing for all of it was that Earl Thomas, who you guys saw for a short time in Baltimore, he was the best eraser in the game when he was in his, in his prime. He took care of everything. So when you go back to our game against Buffalo, I looked at Marcus Peters at one corner. That is an apex ball hawk. All right? All those interceptions. All those returns for touchdowns, ball magnet, okay? Look at the other corner, Marlon Humphrey. He was like the Matrix to me. He could be anywhere, do anything, whatever the situation called for, go in the slot, blitz, drop into coverage, man-to-man, lock up, whatever, Matrix guy. Marcus Williams was Earl Thomas' role. He was the eraser over the top. Who takes that role now? Geno Stone's going to have to take it to start. Hamilton will be a part of it, and we'll see what happens from there. Uh, the return of Ronnie Stanley was much uh, welcomed here in Baltimore last week. Yeah. And um, I know it was a pitch count, and I imagine that it, he'll still be sure. eased back. It's go up as time goes Right, on. exactly right. But that combined with what you've seen since the Ravens got J.K. Dobbins back, are, are you of the belief that they're trending to where they want to be? That was such a huge problem at the beginning of the season, Charles, and especially yeah. in the Miami game, their utter inability to run the football – 
with those pieces back in place, are you more of a believer that the Ravens are going to be able to be the balanced offense that they want to be both running and passing the ball as the season goes on? I do. I, do. I see it trending upward. I think Morgan Moses has played really well. Yeah. Right tackle. I think he's been a, a, a really excellent player. Zeitler is Zeitler. He's always going to be consistently good, consistently excellent. Linderbaum, I loved him coming out. I said he was a plug-and-play for whoever drafted him. Just make him your starting center. Don't draft him if, you, if you're not going to just hand him the ball like Creed Humphrey. And they've done that, and he's done a really nice job. And I don't think he's been over, as overwhelmed by power as many, as many people thought he would be. You know, Glenn, when it all started, they were like, yeah, how's he going to handle that 320 on his right, nose? right. He's got, he does a good job positioning, has a good job with his balance. It's not, there's going to be times he's going to lose that battle because he's not the biggest guy going. But more times than not, look, he's Corey Lindsley, right? He, he's, he's, he's Jason Kelsey. He's Creed Humphrey. These guys know how to play, and they play at a really high level. So I'm crazy about Linderbaum. Ben Powers is going to fight you like mad. But getting Stanley back, See, Fala Lele was not the issue against Buffalo. He played better than we thought, uh, better maybe even ex- expected. But remember, that game they had to help him all the time mm-hmm. because you weren't about to leave him on an island with Von Miller and, and just say, yeah, rookie, handle that. Well, if you're helping him all the time, that's changing what other people are doing. With Ronnie Stanley, as his pitch count goes away, you're not spending a lot of help to his side, which means the backs can get out in the pass patterns better. The tight end doesn't have to stand as long to help chip on a, on a pass rusher. You've got better options downfield and moving forward because Ronnie Stanley have things locked up there and getting Patrick McCarry back. That was huge. Now you get your swing tackle back. Anything goes wrong, you plug him in. And by the way, you can plug in at all five spots. You don't get that very many places. That's a great point. That's a great point. It's it's such valuable flexibility that it brings to your offensive line on the whole. I, I completely agree. Um, it, Charles, just just one more on the Ravens. I want to talk to you about yeah. the Giants because they're fascinating to me, right? But we saw a week ago with Rashad Bateman not on the field, and Devin Duvernay, I think, has played quite well. But again, yeah. it, it seemed like there was a reluctance. There was no other wide receiver who caught more than one ball. It just doesn't seem like there is a repertoire that there is a faith that Lamar Jackson has in any of the other these other guys. Um, you know, with the, what's going on with the Panthers this week, all of a sudden, DJ Moore, the former Terp, his name has become very popular in Baltimore. There's yeah. a lot of people that are very desirous. Um, do you look at this team and say, you know, they could still use one more weapon for Lamar Jackson if they want to make a serious run towards the Super Bowl? I think so, because I just think that more and more people are going to run more and more people of Mark Andrews. <laughs> yeah. You know, and he played really well on Sunday night no on eight balls. But against Buffalo, he had two catches. Mm-hmm. Okay. He is their wide receiver one. Okay. He reminds me of when Steve McNair was with the Tennessee Titans. Frank Wycheck was his wide receiver one, even though he had good receivers on the perimeter. Um, he reminds me a lot of when Cam Newton was in, in Carolina. And Greg Olson filled that role as wide receiver one. Kelvin Benjamin gave one 1,000-yard season before his weight blew up as right. expected. Right. He was done. Okay, so they weren't getting that same same production out wide. It's, this is what it reminds me of. And then Mark Andrews is truly the go-to guy. But if you have people can make plays, and that's why I thought getting Bateman was a big deal because he was going to run a lot of role, a lot of big, a lot of plays in the slot. And Glenn, he can run down the seams, and those were Lamar's is best throwing the football. Well, if he's out, who who picks up that role? Isaiah Likely can he can he make be more of a factor? But who is the guy that scares you out wide? 
I don't know they have someone that keeps defensive coordinators up yet outside. Duvernay can flat out run. We know that. Mm-hmm. But how often are we talking about him on, on, on the perimeter and making a play that backs off everyone? We haven't seen it totally yet. He's trying to get there, and I think he's done a really nice job. But I'd be surprised if we, if we pulled DCs and said, okay, who's the, who's the guy that right. scares you the most at wide receiver if Rashad right. Bateman's not on the field? I don't know we'll get a look that'll, that'll say, well, this guy or this guy or this guy. I think most of them would be Mark Andrews. <laughs> sure, of course. I mean, I get it. And, and, and look, I like the way they used Devin Duvernay on Sunday night, right? Like, I thought yep. it was very creative. They did, they did a really nice job. I, 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 here's my thing. I always want one guy on my squad that's going to scare you running down Thank you. Thank you. I Thank want you. that one guy, but I want a guy who's a legit guy. I don't want a guy that I drafted off the track team like I was in high school. To yep. Come out here and run these deep routes and maybe we'll scare him. No, I want a legit made receiver who can run and catch and shred you because Lamar Jackson's passing to me has gotten to the point now where the idea that he's only going to throw inside the numbers I think is folly. See, I think that he can hurt people no that question. way. Now, go back to Sunday night. He did miss two big opportunities Sunday night. Yep. But he won't miss them every week. That was just one of those nights. And, and let, me, let, me, let me come here to praise Lamar Jackson, oh, Glenn. No doubt. Because my thing about quarterbacks is I love watching a guy go 26-29, 412 yards, four touchdowns, no picks, be surgical, be amazing, be whatever. I love it. It's fun to watch. But I think I, I think I, I, I evaluate quarterbacks and one of the guys that I put on my list of oh yeah he's a he's a legit dude is a quarterback who's seventeen of thirty two, thirty five into the fourth quarter, two picks, missed open receivers, but this is a guy to have it drive, and he goes five for six, shreds you with his legs when he needs to, and puts you in position where he kicked the game winning field goal. Was that now Lamar Jackson Sunday night? I mean, that's it, it, again. He wasn't brilliant. He was he was exactly who you wanted in that circumstance when the game was on the line. You had game was on the line. Yep. Did he take his team down and give them a chance to win? Did he did he pull it together when he'd been inaccurate most of the night? Did did all did everything happen when the game was on the line? It absolutely did. That's a quarterback. Okay, in my book, okay, this is a one-person grading seat, yep. a one-person what I like and I'm looking for because we've seen all the brilliant games otherwise. We've seen five touchdown games. We've seen, you know, you know, we've seen him shred you with the legs 12 different get- times over 100 yards. We've seen two 1,000-yard rushing seats. We've seen all of that. So all of that is there. No problem. But he struggled Sunday night. Those open receivers, how about on that fourth down play? It couldn't have been drawn up to oh, find any better. Oh, oh it makes Roman, you sick. They had it, and they nailed yep. it, yep. And, and he flat out missed it. Yep, it was right there. But when the game was on the line later, that miss did not affect him being the quarterback they needed when the game was on the line. So once again, I'm back to in the Charles Davis grading sheet, right, right. Lamar Jackson <laughs> is a legitimate quarterback. Charles, I mean. That's, that's what legitimate quarterbacks do. And by the and way, he did it on Sunday yeah, night. He's been plenty brilliant a lot this season. It's okay exactly. for him to have one night where maybe he wasn't genius. He was just good and what but you needed. Great, yeah. But the great the great ones the great ones when it's time. Yep. When you have to have it. Yep. They could have thrown four picks that day. But they give you a chance. No question. And he more than did that with his team on Sunday. And that may have been the most impressive game for me that I'm pulling out of my recent memory bank 
that's the one I would point to and say, this is why I like Lamar Jackson. Wow. This is why I think he's brilliant when wow. people are going to go, but what about this game? Yeah, 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 yeah. But this game, five straight at home losing, looks like they scored late, put you in a tough position. You haven't been that guy. You haven't been scintillating, throwing the ball all game. We, we have no other time. <laughs> We're not getting the ball back. And he did it. That's why he's a that's why he's a legit QB to me. Man, that that is that is high praise and it's a really it's it's fascinating that right? Like the week the week that he didn't necessarily look like the MVP is the week that you said, No, dude, that's why he's the guy. Um that that's, is, that's why I'm gonna yeah. hold with him because there'll be more weeks that he looks like the legit MVP. No question. I'm not even no question. About that. No, he's he's but, he is but he but that team and you know Glenn, yep, they lose that game to Cincinnati. Yeah. Oh yeah. Controlling most of it, if the, after controlling most of it, let's say that last drive goes awry and Cincinnati walks out with a win, six straight at home, another game with a blown lead. Now we're really talking about what's going on. Guess what? I'm old enough that there's a character on the Flintstones with the with the Flintstone kids called Schleprock. <laughs> he walks around all the time with a black cloud over his head. Yeah. Essentially saying, Woe is me. Yep. If they lose that ball oh, game, oh, it would brother. It would have been a week where I didn't want to come in here most days. It would have been, oh, but a not miserable now. week. Yep. Now, now, now that question's gone. Yep, right, that's good. off the table now. Yep. We're back to these are the Ravens, uh, and that respect factor is back where it's supposed to be. They they ground out a tough, gritty win, which they're used to doing. That question's gone now. That's a big deal for them. I know I've kept you long already. I just want to squeeze one in if I could about the Giants, Charles, yeah. because I, we talk about trying to figure out what a team is. The Giants are five and one, and they beat the Packers, yep. and they beat the Titans, and yet they are you know five five and a half point home dogs this week. Yeah. There is an unbelievable amount of disrespect that's being shown to what has been a really good start and a really good story. I get it. We're still not maybe living in fear of Daniel Jones as a passer just yet, but. I, I don't know. I feel like we're being too quick to dismiss what has been a legitimate team to this point in the season. Yeah, they haven't done it for as long as Tennessee has done it, but I think they're in the same vein offensively. Okay. Everything runs through one player in Tennessee, and that's 22 Derrick Henry. Right. The people he had before. Now, look, A.J. Brown would scare you, okay, even more so than Corey Davis was when he was the first-round pick there. A.J. Brown scared the heck out of you. Okay, so he had legit people out wide, all right? They fashioned together things with Ty John Smith had a career year and ended up signing with New England. You know, the Anthony Ferkser wasn't as good as they thought he was going to be in terms of that offense. You know, they're, they're still trying to find that guy. They drafted Chigo Quanquo out of, out of Maryland. He could be more like Delaney Walker. My point being, when you sit down to plan, everything starts with 22, okay? You don't fall asleep on everyone else. But can they really scare you? Eh, probably not. Especially now. AJ Brown not there. Traylon Burks is hurt. Who is it, right? Who scares me out on the perimeter? Really no one at the moment. So that means more of a load on Henry. How do you fashion things to make things work for him? Tennessee has now won their last three. They figuring, they're figuring it out. The Giants feel like the same type of deal because everything runs through 26 and Saquon Barkley. Yep. Because at the receiver position, Kenny Galladay hasn't lived up to the contract. Darius Slayton is just reemerging after being kind of buried for a while. Wandale Robinson, the second-round pick, has been dinged. 
Kadarius Tony, first round pick, hasn't given him much of anything. So last week in London, the top receivers for the Giants were Darius Slayton, Richie James, Marcus Johnson, and David Sill. Just like we all drew up. Just like we all imagined. So 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 once again, how are they doing it? They're creating more offense for Barkley, get him out into the screen game, swing it to him, get all of his best runs in, wildcat him. Okay, so they're giving different looks, different things to try and create good plays for him. And then Daniel Jones is taking care of the football. In the past, didn't we have that streak of 20 games or something like that where he had a turnover in every game? That's right. Oh, my. We're not talking about that now. We're not doing that now. The other part is he showed his toughness with his team when a bum ankle went out and played in London and ran in key times, ran for 30-something yards. So he has gained the respect of this team fashioning offense when he could be saying, Coach, who am I throwing to? You don't hear that out of them. They're finding a way. And if the game's close and tight, they've developed a toughness that they don't even have to talk about. The prior regime talked about toughness all the time, but in the clutch never exhibited it, meaning mental toughness to win ball games. This team doesn't even talk about it, but somehow they're mentally tough enough to reel Green Bay in, to come back and go for two and beat Tennessee on the road. All right, to, to, to hang in there against Carolina when they didn't play particularly well and find a way to win at the end. They don't mind getting into the fourth quarter. And if they get into the fourth quarter, somehow already, and Glenn, you tell me where their culture was that says that they could reach back and go, oh, yeah, we could rely on that. They don't. Mm. It's not there. Mm. So it's developed in a very short amount of time with Brian Daybold and his staff. So a lot of credit to them, but a lot of credit for these players being open enough to grasp it, accept it, and then find ways to win, and their confidence only keeps building. There's no doubt, and I and I think they're a threat. I am I'm nervous about this on Sunday, Charles. I think they're a good football team. Um, I, man, we kept you for this long, and we probably could still do another hour and a half, bro. You, you always <laughs> well, a, lot, a lot of it's been me rattling off. No, but you're apologize. you're so good. Apologize you're so this is why, and you know you know the affinity that we have for Ian and Evan, of course, too. But this is why I, I love whenever I find out that your crew is working a game, I get really excited about it, man. Charles Davis, I, is there anything at all we can plug for you besides you know every you know. Every Everybody's already going to be tuned in. We don't have to tell people to tune in in Baltimore. Um, but is there anything else we can yeah. plug for you besides the game? No, no. Just, you know, just happy I'm here with you, having talking ball. That's our job. That's not a bad way to make a living, yeah, man. Yeah, there are worse I things mean, we to do. We are lucky people. We are some of the lucky people in the world where we wake up and look forward to work. No doubt, man. That is well said. Charles Davis, truly appreciate you, my friend. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes for us this morning. You take you take care of yourself, okay? It's Charles Davis, man, I love our conversations with him. So much good in there. Appreciate him taking the time for us. Today's show also brought to you by Guilford Hall Brewery, 1611 Guilford Avenue in Station North. What a jam it is in our city, an incredible facility. Um, they've got events throughout the week, yappy hours, trivia, things along those lines. They've got a huge Halloween party coming up on the 29th. Costume contests, live music, it's all free. Find out more at guilfordhall.com. The beer, outstanding. you got to try the Guilford Hall lager. The food, the Bavarian menu is excellent. Again, guilfordhall.com is the website for you to find out more. Guilford Hall Brewery, 1611 Guilford Avenue in Station North. I cannot recommend enough that you get out to Guilford Hall Brewery. It's an amazing place. Um, quickly before we get into picks, two things, one from, uh, from Eric, 
The Ravens uh, should pay the... For, oh, this is Eric. This is Rita's Eric. Uh, not only um, should the Ravens pay a first and a third, they should be willing to pay more. The Ravens should pay this and then some. DJ Moore with the best wide receiver Lamar has had by a wide margin. I don't. I just don't know how much more you can give up. I don't... Realistically, I just don't know how much more you can give up than a first and a third round pick in order to make a trade, you know, for somebody that isn't a quarterback, right? Like, I just think there is a limit to it. And from, uh, sorry, from Dave, Dave says, um, uh, oh no, sorry, this is Mark. Mark says, Panthers are selling a lot of commodities, but that's too much capital to give up to a team that's willing to sell assets. The trades of the draft and after the season were contractual reasons with each team. You don't see teams trading first at the deadline during the season, so no. Okay, then you don't get the player. Like this thing where you think the Panthers are just going to give up DJ Moore. The Panthers might just give up Robbie Anderson, but the bit you're doing if you think they're just going to give up DJ Moore, like, ah, hell, we don't need good players. Like, they're just going to sign up to stink for the next five years. Stop. you got to pay a real price in order to get a player. That's the way it works. God, we're stupid sometimes. All right. I'm sorry. I'm not, Mark, you're not a stupid person. It's just a, it's not the way it works. I'm sorry. I, I went too far. I've gone too far. Ken Zalis is with us. we got to do a, a quicker version of uh, picks this week. Uh, what's going on, KZ? How you doing, pal? I'm good. How are you doing? What would you be willing to pay for DJ Moore? Sports. What? A force. Of what did you say? A force? A fourth round pick. Okay, then stop. Well, I mean, so you're just saying there's you would not you wouldn't want to get DJ Moore. I, I, I mean, you asked me what I would give up right, for. So, no, but I you don't, but you know that you can't get a DJ Moore for a fourth round up, pick. I'm not so. giving up a I'm not I'm not giving up a one, two, or three for DJ Moore. No. Then, so so why do you not? That I'm want, not getting him. Right. Why do you not want DJ Moore? I, I, I just want is because it, I I'll be I'll be very honest. I think I think there are other holes on the Ravens team that I rather put my assets into than a wide receiver that's going to get six targets max a game the way this offense is constructed. And so he doesn't have as much value in Baltimore as he would somewhere else, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. He's gotten plenty of targets in a place where they literally have Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, right? but they're, they're always down. See, but they're always down. They're, they're, they're always okay, down. They have no there's nobody. There's nobody else to throw to. They have nobody else to throw to. There's I mean, it's McCaffrey. I mean, it's McCaffrey. And DJ Moore. There's nobody well, else. I understand that, but they always throw to McCaffrey. <laughs> like, I know, but but you're looking you're coming to Baltimore and right. and you're looking at a situation where uh is he is he third, is he second in targets if you if you well, I mean, put him he, above Bateman? He, I mean, wouldn't, because I don't he's think, behind he's I don't think he would be behind Andrews. Andrews. Yes, he'd be behind Andrews, but I do think that he would immediately be like again, this goes back to are are the are the general manager and the head coach on the same page, right? Like if, correct, correct, if, correct. If you're doing the bit that they did with Unique and Gakwe, where they just went and got a player that the coaching staff clearly didn't want, right? Like if you're doing that, then it's a big problem. But if everybody's on the same page, then you're not bringing him here to be like, eh, yeah, but we like Bateman better. Like that's the, that is the. Yeah, right. I, I just, I just don't, I, I just. Right. So your answer you is know. you just don't want DJ Moore. That's fine. I understand that. Right. Not, I just don't I, want DJ Moore. You, you hate everything related to Maryland football except you picked him last week like an idiot. I, I picked him last <laughs> yeah, week. Like, what are we like talking an, about? Like an idiot. Like an idiot. <laughs> what are you, what are you um, talking right, quick, about? Quickly, because we got to do a rapid version of picks this week. One. Would you be willing to p- participate if Griffin and I do another side bet this week? I don't know what your life looks like. Is there an ability for you to stop by the studio sometime next week to participate if we do a side bet next week? Uh, 
I'm going to be real honest and say no, not next week. The week after, let's discuss, but next week, no. All right, we'll save, we'll save, because the one is timely. Do you think... Okay. What? Oh, damn it. We'll do the stupid, we'll do the stupid bet, Griffin. I don't want to do it, but we're going to do the stupid we're bet. we the $30 for the Taco Bell? $28. What's the bet? It's the thing What's where the can, bet? we have to the eat $28 worth of Taco, Taco Bell, Bell during a show. I'm going to die. I mean... That's wait, I, mean, I can't eat that much food. Work. I can't do I don't, it. Uh, what's the most expensive thing at Taco Bell? Eight dollars. It's a double steak burrito of some oh, sort. Oh, Jesus! So you'd have to eat so, three of those at least. Three and then, of those. I'm. I, John's trying to convince me that drinks count. So I. But I don't drink soda. I don't drink soda. Lemonade. You can yeah, drink lemonade. I don't drink lemonade. Actually, I don't drink any sugary Ice drinks. Tea. Do they have ginger Ice ale at Taco Bell? I could drink ginger ale. I, I don't do think that. they there do. You go. Damn it, they probably uh, don't. They probably yeah, don't. Probably. There's a real problem. All right, we'll do the stupid. This is a terrible idea, but we'll do it. I hope you Let's lose. Go. God, you better lose. All right, All right we'll Griffin's see. been hot we'll recently, too, which is the real problem. He has a, he has he's, he's moved up in the world. Oh, 100%. Yeah. He's a game back of you. He's tied with me now because he's been hot. The sad part is we've reached the point of the season we where everybody suck. stinks. <laughs> exactly right. I know. Casey <laughs> is literally the only one of us that's above 500 at the moment at 26 and 24. It's a real oh, yeah. problem. For now, for now. Yeah, uh, Griffin and I are a game back. Then Kyle and Proctor two games back. Paul three games back. And Stecka. Stecka holding steady. <laughs> Ste- I old. just got to have the same record as Stecka every yeah, week from now on down the rest of the Oh, reliable. <laughs> the good news for me this week is I don't know what Stecka's picks are. I got that going for me, which is the good news. Okay. All right. Let's make our picks of the week. Picks are brought to you this week by the Tyus Bowser Show. Bad news. I'm sorry. We have to delay. The next Tyus Bowser show won't be until November 1st. It's not Tyus's fault. It has nothing to do with his return to the field. It's Rita and I's fault. We're gone next week, and we just couldn't, with the Thursday night game the following week, we couldn't figure out a way to move the date. So we'll be back on November 1st, Hamilton Tavern. Looking forward to seeing you guys out for the Tyus Bowser show. Partnership with Press Box and Great Eights Memorabilia. Brought to you by the Ginsu Kamado Grill and Maryland Vascular Specialist. Pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. Uh, let's move quickly. All right, Terps at Indiana, Saturday at 3.30 on ESPN2. ESPN2. Terps are laying 11.5 in Bloomington. I don't I don't love it, but Indiana stinks, and I'm going to assume that Maryland's pretty pissed off about what happened last week. I, I the, This line actually makes sense to me based on Indiana, so I'm going to go with Maryland. This worked so well last week. I may have to start a trend. Oh, you're just going to purposely pick Maryland, Maryland every week because you want to see him lose? Mar- Such a weird bit. I don't I'm I'm never I'm, The man I'm likes Maryland. It. He just hates Maryland I football. do. It's, I, it's just one of those things. I, I, I'm going to take Maryland. I, I, don't, I, I really think Indiana is a very bad team. Yeah, that's the thought here. Although, again, Maryland getting get, giving 11 points on the road anywhere. It's is, scary. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we are all on the same page. It is a clean sweep. All Everyone right. is on wow. the right. That means there's no chance. Okay. Yeah, that means well, there is a, no yeah, there's chance. zero chance. <laughs> we were all on the Ravens last week. How'd that work out for <laughs> Next up in the college football world, number 10, Penn State. I mean, Indiana lost to Nebraska. Like, I need you guys to yeah. think about that. Bad, but badly. Yes, correct. Badly. Uh, Penn State at Michigan uh, at noon on Fox. Michigan minus six and a half in Ann Arbor. <sighs> boy uh, Michigan's gonna run 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 the question does is does that does that keep the score low scoring enough that it gives Penn State a chance to cover <sighs> boy that's quite oh boy I got it uh, I'll go with Michigan I mean Blake Blake Corum's a monster I'll go with Michigan 
Yeah, because it's under a touchdown, I'm going to go with Michigan as well. Yeah. So, not, I, not much, not much more to it than that. Yeah, um, I agree. I am really nervous about they, like they they do want to play a lower scoring style of football, and so that but they don't give up much. They don't give up many that's points. Very fair. Uh, I agree, as does everyone else. Once Damn again, it. a clean uh, sweep. Well, this everyone is on the Wolverine. Yeah, Griffin and I are both going to have to eat $20, $28 worth of Taco Bell. Uh, here we go. Number one, Alabama at number – or the, the number three, right? Did I, did yeah. I mess up that? No, they're not number six. one. Yeah, number three, six. Alabama. Three versus six. Yeah, at number six, Tennessee. Game day is there. 3.30 on CBS, Alabama laying seven on the road. I mean, Alabama. I, look, man. Uh, is what's going on? What's the story with um, uh, Young? He's playing, right? Uh, I don't know if they've uh, announced that yet. I mean, as long as he's I pl- think I know. I think there's a chance. Well, whatever. Uh, Alabama's the answer for God's sakes. I I just feel like the seven points is is the is just the trap because they want people to take Tennessee, and this is where. Alabama tells the SEC, "Yeah, you're a nice story, and but bye bye, and I'll take Alabama." Look, I, I I hear you, but if if Bryce Young doesn't play, they looked obviously quite beatable a week ago against Texas. They looked A&M. beatable. I mean, I thought I thought the last thing I saw is that he was trending in the right direction. I, yeah, there I was, thought, a, there was I, a video I, yesterday that the football page posted and uh, of him throwing the ball around uh, practice. And it was he looked pretty. It, good. it was a sprained AC joint. Correct was the story on. I mean, like, I don't know, yeah. even if he's in pain. Something I, like that. I just yeah. I, I just don't think you win this contest against teams like I, Alabama. I, I agree with oh. that thought. The other thing I would add in, what? what I don't that? know. That, this is from 10 minutes ago. I mean, this guy doesn't have a check mark, but he's a, he's a, he's in Tuscaloosa News. Or no, he's a, he's in Knoxville. Who? Uh, just say something. Richard West says that uh, reports that, well, or, or Sheldon, ha- Richard West reports that Sheldon Haygood in Tuscaloosa reports that Bryce Young will not play against Tennessee this Saturday. But I don't know who this person is. I need to know more about I. this before I hang on a second. I'm still taking Alabama. I don't yeah, care. You know, if you know that I'm taking Alabama too. What are we doing? I'm taking Alabama as well. Uh, Paul is on Alabama. Uh, Ken on Alabama. Paul on Alabama. All right, here we go. John, Kyle, and Stecco on Tennessee. So we're pretty split. This doesn't appear to be. There a we real, go. This doesn't appear to go. be a real person by any stretch of the imagination. Okay. Nothing about this appears to be real. So. Next. All right, moving on to the NFL. Why didn't we pick the Thursday night game tonight? Because it stinks. Go. Jets oh my at, God! You kidding me? Although, 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 in fairness, it is almost so bad that we should have picked. Yeah. you're right about that. Jets at Packers, one o'clock on Fox. Packers land seven at home against the New York Jets. All of like the DVOA, all of the advanced statistics say this line is wrong. All of the advanced statistics say that there is not any difference so far this season between the Jets and the Packers. Now, I refuse to believe that. But I do think that this line is still playing into they're the Packers, they're the Jets. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna feel stupid, but at seven points, I'm going to take the Jets. <sighs> I, I, I just can't. I, I'll, they've got to figure this out. They've looked good for a half. Maybe they put two halves. I, I, Jets are a fun story. They got a lot of young players. I just don't buy it going into Green Bay. Yet, I, I so like their secondary the against the Packers wide I, receivers. I, I, like, I, I like I like lots of things about. Yes, yeah, I like Jets everything except and, Zach Wilson. But even Zach Wilson's played well. Like it's a really I I don't know I, I gotta wash my hands here. Like I feel really I don't think they're gonna win. I just think seven points is too much. That's all. Sorry, it's your pick. Go ahead. Green Bay. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm on the Packers. Ken on the Packers. Paul, John, and Kyle on the Packers. Oh, no. On the Jets. No. Oh, no. <laughs> God damn it. Is Glenn and Stetka. Oh, God. Why? <laughs> Why? That's funny, though. That's so funny. All right, cancel the rest of the picks. Just go ahead and get the talk. Okay, should we do it tomorrow? <laughs> Son of a bitch. Next up is Vikings at the Dolphins, 1 o'clock. That one on Fox as well. Vikings laying three and a half on the road against Miami. Weird bit where, like, the reports yesterday were that they're prepared. To, they're planning on starting Skylar Thompson, but Teddy Bridgewater might be available. Like, if he's available, he sure as F has to start, doesn't he? Like, what a strange story that is. Um... I, look, man, I don't feel good about the Vikings, but it is a Sunday 1 o'clock game that most of the country doesn't see, so... Kirk Cousins going to show if up. If they don't have to play a real quarterback, give me the Vikings. Yeah, if they if they don't have to play a real quarterback, give me the Vikings. Exactly the same thought process. So, they said they're going to start Thompson, so... So, I mean, so He does not... He did... He, I, I, he did not look good. Well, now, I know he was... seventh-round pick. He oh. probably... Well, but it doesn't matter. Right? He probably had zero reps and and barely knew the game plan. That's fine, but I I, I just don't think he has. A, he he showed a, why he was a seventh round pick. He doesn't have an arm at all. Everyone on the Vikings except for Andrew Stetka. Oh, he is taking the Dolphins. I mean, yeah. I mean mm. who knows? Who knows? Also at one o'clock. He's, I mean, the man's got to take some risks at this point. He's already. He's. I mean, he's five games back of just not being the worm. Like he's got to take some risks. Uh, Patriots are traveling to Cleveland. Like the Jets, who would do that? That's stupid. <laughs> uh, to take on the Browns at one o'clock. It's Patriots at Browns. Cleveland minus two and a half at home. Um, I don't know. I mean, the Patriots looked really good a week ago. Is 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 Zappy playing again this week? Like, I think so. Zappy's yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This one's, I don't know what to make of this, right? Because the Patriots have 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 been plenty capable of looking equally, you know, awful. It's two and a half. I'll, uh, I'll take the Browns. Yeah, I'm taking the Browns too. I mean, I, I, I actually like Zappy as a as an NFL prospect. Um, I I think he's a smart quarterback. Doesn't have the best arm, but on the road, Cleveland less than a field goal. Yeah. I, it's tough for me to go the other way. Yeah, but also keep in mind, Cleveland can't kick a field goal. They don't know how to make them, which is part of the problem here. Week one they did. York's going to get five this week. Okay. okay. He's your top fantasy kicker this yeah, week. Right. Yeah, go. everybody scramble to go get Katie York. Everyone is on the Browns except for John Proctor. Okay, very interesting. Mm. I, I think that could be a good lone wolf. Yeah. yeah. Um, next up, 4 o'clock window, Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. That one on Fox, the game of the week. Buffalo uh, laying two and a half on the road. The game of the year. Mm. Um, I, this this is the thing where every, like all of the smarts would tell you, dude, you're getting points with the Chiefs at home. What are you doing? Don't overthink it. Like I completely understand that. Except how would that have panned out for you if you had bet it on like Monday, right? Like You would have been sweating it out in the closing moments. I'm the Bills are the best team in football. I'm taking the Bills. I, I I feel like and we talked about this last year too, like and I I I I'm sure you don't have the numbers. I feel like Kansas City not great covering the spread, no but, matter but what. But again, it they're is. not usually dogs. But they're not. But at the same time, I mean again, under a field goal and I'm getting the Bills, I you know 
it's not like the weather is going to be an issue. And I'll I'll take Buffalo. Hmm. Um. Sorry, I clicked out of it. Uh. I am on the Chiefs. I mean, Chiefs at home. I think they're. The, I mean, the the Chiefs at home, and they're and they're I, getting points. I understand they needed a miracle in order to win on Monday night at home. Yeah. True. Against Whatever. a bad football I, team. I uh, I still think they they are a very good football team, and they're at home, so I like them. Paul likes the Chiefs. Proctor likes the Chiefs. Kyle likes the Chiefs. Ken, Uh-oh. Glenn, and Andrew Stecker no! on the Bills. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> Damn it. Just got to go. Gotta All right, go. Sunday Night Football. Dallas Cowboys at the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles minus six at home. I, I shouldn't, but I, like, there's no reason why you should take the Eagles to cover the six. The Cowboys have been very consistent, but I just still refuse to believe in it. The Eagles. I don't think I picked this game, um, yeah, but I'm going to take the Eagles. I'm going to take the Eagles as well. Uh, I, I offensively and defensively, they're very solid, and you know uh, the rush story is a nice story, but I, I, he does he does nothing for me. So I'll take I'll take the Eagles. Also on the Eagles is Kyle and Proctor on the Cowboys. Myself, Paul, and Stetka. Okay, there you go. <laughs> My heart, yeah. my heart can start beating again. Finally, Ravens at the Giants. Last night it was Ravens minus six. That's what we get it at. Um, I've actually changed my mind on this. I picked the Gi- uh, Stan and I did our segment yesterday, and I picked the Giants. But I, this is where the line doesn't make sense to me. And when the line doesn't make sense, I should acknowledge that the line doesn't make sense and go with the reverse lock. So I'm going to go with the Ravens to cover. I don't think this line makes sense. I don't think the Ravens should be giving six points on the road against much of anyone at this point, but definitely not against a team that you can keep trying to deny but is playing well. However, I get it. If they've got a throw, you don't really love that. They've been doing everything against the run, and you think the Ravens should be better suited for that, although Saquon Barkley has been amazing. I, I really I don't like what I'm doing here, but I've changed my mind. When Vegas, when, when there's a number that doesn't seem right, they know something. Give me the Ravens minus the six. Yeah, I can't do it. I, I just, uh, I, 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 last week I shouldn't have done it, uh, and and I couldn't pull the trigger. So this week, of course, I'll be wrong, but I'm pulling the trigger. I, I on the road, giving, getting six points. I, I've, I can't. I, I'll take the Giants. I, I've got to take the six. Ken on the Giants, alongside Paul Valley on the Giants. Everyone else is on the Ravens. No, 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 mm. no. You no. picked a. You picked a. Stecka better have a good week, Glenn. God, I'm screwed. <laughs> I'm so screwed. Just I mean, go ahead and get the Taco Bell now. Damn it! So the three games to watch for us are uh, the, uh, the the Jets, Packers, the Bills, Chiefs, and the Cowboys, Eagles. Oh yeah, yeah. So that, that will decide. I don't like this at mm. all. Don't like it at all. All right, at fans fantasy on Twitter is how you follow him. Uh, next week for the and so for the following week we're gonna do a bit. You'll be involved in our side bet next week. All right. It's, okay. All right, Sounds thank, good. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. Okay. That's, Take care. Guys. That's that's KZ. We'll come back in. I don't know if we're gonna have time for tidbit and tubular. I'm sorry. It's just what it is. We got to get to uh, uh, weekend at bookies, which is coming up. It's next. This is Glenn Clark Radio. Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore's Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guilfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer lists, 
listings and food and drink specials, we'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. That first sip. That first bite. Mmm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. What's up, everyone? This is Tyus Bowser, and I'm excited to tell you that I'm back with Season 2 of the Tyus Bowser Show in partnership with Pressbox and Great Ace Memorabilia. Join us on Tuesday nights throughout the season as I'll be heading all over town with my special guests and, of course, our co-hosts, Glenn and Rita. What is it, Rita and Glenn? What is it? I look forward to meeting you guys and talking a little bit about football and a lot about life. And if you happen to miss the show, you can now catch a replay Friday nights on 1057 The Fan. Get all of your details for the Tyus Bowser Show right now at PressBoxOnline.com slash Bowser. It's brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. The 2022 baseball season is in full swing, and the future is brighter than ever for your Baltimore Orioles. I'm Paul Valley, And I'm Zach Goodman. And together we bring you the bat around every Saturday. Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon with everything you need to know about the Orioles and baseball as a whole. From veterans like Cedric Mullins, Austin Hayes, and Ryan Mountcastle, to young stars like Adley Rutschman, Grayson Rodriguez, and D.L. Hall. We've got you covered for every game, every pitch, and every debut. You can watch us at youtube.com slash pressboxonline and facebook.com slash pressboxsports, or you can listen at pressboxonline.com slash radio. So join us live on the bat around every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon right here at Pressbox Sports. Glory Days Grill's Oktoberfest menu is now running. It's one of their most popular seasonal menus all year. It features the chicken schnitzel, the Oktoberfest brewer's platter, the brewer's sausage sandwich, the Bavarian burger with a pretzel bun, the cheddar ale soup, the slam dunk pretzels, and the apple cobbler. All of these meals pair well with Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on draft. Dine in or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Check out Jeremy Kahn's daily picks at PressBoxOnline.com as he tries to find you daily winners. And speaking of winners, here's a man who once won a media curling contest. And I don't think anything else. He's Glenn Clark. Final days for this print issue of PressBox. Go get it right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms, if they still have them. You can also read it all at PressBoxOnline.com. Mark Andrews on the cover. Great cover story from Bo Smolka. encourage you to pick it up coming early next week. New print issue of Press Box, Kevin Willard, new Maryland basketball coach, will be on the cover of that one. Uh, Griffin, is there any chance we can save Tidbit? Yeah, it'll probably be over Stan tomorrow anyway. Okay, very good. We'll save Tidbit. Tidbit would have been brought to you by the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Use the code tailgate, ginsugrills.com. Save $100 on your pre-order. Tubular. Brought to you by the Maryland Five Star. Getting underway today. See Olympic athletes in action as the nation's best horses and riders compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events. The Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Advisory, October 13th through 16th in Cecil County. Uh, here's what you need to know as far as Tubular is concerned. Actually, it's a very busy day and night. Uh, Morgan State in action tonight, 730 uh, on ESPN2. They take on North Carolina Central, and that's got to be at least as good as Commander's Bears on Amazon Prime. That's at 815 if you hate yourself. 
TBS for the two American League playoff games today. Mariners Astros game two at 3.30. Luis Castillo, Framber Valdez. Uh, Guardians Yankees game two at 7.30. Shane Bieber and Nestor Cortez. Capitals Maple Leafs 7.30 on NBC Sports Washington. Everything else, find at glennclarkradio.com. Anything that stands out non-sports? Uh, not really. She-Hulk finale on oh, Disney+. Okay. Plus. I do need to get into that, too. Mm. Crap. I got It's that and Wrexham. And Wrexham. I got it. Mm. All right. I'll get on it. I promise. All right, uh, find it at glennclarkradio.com. Thanks today to Charles Davis. Thanks to KZ. Thanks to Tank Williams. Thanks also to uh, Cody Benjamin from CBSSports.com. We'll get it all up in the greatest hit section of the tab at glennclarkradio.com. Busy day tomorrow. Stay in the fan is in studio. We will catch up with Anita Marks, our old friend from Baltimore. She's with ESPN New York now. We will preview the Giants. Bo Smolka, press box Ravens beat writer, will join us. Um, uh, uh, Bill Roden yes, from Bill. Uh, the Anscape, longtime sports writer, wrote a very lengthy piece this week about Lamar Jackson. We'll catch up with him and uh, stuff and things. Stuff and things. Stuff and things. Thanks to everybody at Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including the Baltimore County Police Department, Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, Costa Sin, Maryland Five Star, Guilford Hall Brewery, Great Eights Memorabilia, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill, the Baltimore Orioles, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us at Glenn Clark Radio, Twitter, Instagram, and Tiki Talk. Have a great Thursday evening. Go Morgan State. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks, too. If you are with us in audio, do nothing. If you're with us in video, give us a minute. Go back to where you started. Click refresh. Weekend at Bookies coming up next. Welcome into Weekend at Bookies. Glenn Clark, Griffin Bass with you. It's brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. In just a couple of seconds, our buddy Andrew Stecka will join us. After he was hot last time out, we'll get his stats and figures for the week. A little bit later on, we will chat with our buddy Brad Cronthal from Alloy Sports. Talk about the baseball playoffs, the football slate for the week, which, you know, does technically get underway tonight, although... It, it is it is what it is kind of kind of we're all dealing with it not much that we can do 
Um, but we will start with our friend Andrew Steck, uh, Stets and Figures, first up this week on Weekend at Bookies. Andrew Stecka, what's going on, pal? Good morning, Glenn. How are you? I'm all right. Uh, you had a decent little week last time out. Yeah, we found a, we found a couple winners. More yeah, than a couple, right? Right. Not so bad. Not so bad. Andrew Stecka, last time out. Um, picked a couple of simple ones. Vikings minus two and a half against the Saints, and the Vikings did indeed manage to uh, squeak out a cover as the Saints couldn't connect on a was it like a sixty-seven yard field goal at the end? Um, and so they got. I think it was that. only like sixty-one, but still, nobody yes. somebody else has just Tucker, right? That's the reality. He took Kentucky plus six and a half against Ole Miss, and they did indeed stay within a field goal. He had uh, an Arsenal win draw, Man City to win, and uh, what is this guy's name? Er- Erling. Erling, Ho- Ho- Erling Holland. I, <laughs> I was going to get it, I promise. Had that parlay at plus 140, <laughs> got all of it, and then t- a seven-point teaser on the Ravens, Cardinals, and Chiefs, and that hit at plus 120. So Andrew Stecka was four for four the last time out. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. Why are you so bad at our normal NFL picks contest if you can do this? Well, because we, we pick those games ahead, like so so many days ahead of time. I make a lot of my ah. bets like, right before you, action. You, you, that's you, the, at least that's the excuse I'm going with. Yeah, you can make that excuse, but you understand we do stats and figures on the same day that we make the picks. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I was hoping yeah, you wouldn't notice yeah, that. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's the thing. So uh, before you get too up on the high horse, uh, it was uh, brought to my mm-hmm. attention uh, I was I had forgotten that back in June, um, you told us to take the Commanders to make the playoffs at plus one sixty five. Yeah, that's not looking so good. No, no, not looking great. The Commanders making the playoffs at plus one sixty five, as you know, Dan Snyder's trying to uh, threatening to bring down the entire league and prove that it's a mafia. Just you know. Nice, pleasant times going on. By the way, I saw this well, morning. he might be right about that, to be yeah, fair. That might, might be the only thing he, he's ever been right about. He might be, but I would think that he would be part of it. Um, uh, <laughs> by the way, I saw this morning that William Jackson wants to be traded. Sure, sure, Chief. <laughs> yeah, I bet there are teams just lining up to try to trade for a guy who got a bunch of money only to be benched by the commanders. I just, I'm yeah. going to imagine teams are lining up to try to go acquire William Jackson. Jesus Christ. All right, let's get into it. Uh, where are we starting this week for Stetson Figures? Well, you're talking about the Commanders. Let's uh, let's start with that game tonight. I've got a prop Why? for you. It bears <laughs> Commanders tonight. Well, because props are fun, and uh, uh, I found a, a little bit of an oddity here. Uh, Justin Fields, quarterback of the Chicago Bears, uh, he's averaging just 135.8 yards per game this season. Um, he's also facing pressure on 45.7 of his drop, dropbacks, which is tops in the league. The problem with that is he's actually had the second most time to throw, meaning he's the one to blame for all of this. Uh, and if anything, in this game, I'm expecting him to use his legs more than his arm. Uh, this game is expected to be close, considering uh, the commanders are currently a one-point favorite. So I'm going to expect the Bears to lean more on their run game and more on Justin Fields running the ball rather than putting the ball in the air. Uh, his passing yardage prop is up at 170 and a half for this game uh and like i said he's he's not even averaging 140 in games this year so uh, give me the under on justin field passing yards uh, i expect chicago to try and keep this game close and burn clock and I expect it to kind of be a a lower scoring game anyhow so i don't i don't expect the bears to be airing it out with justin field um 
you know, I, I, I can't, I can't really argue with you. I do wonder if this is like a Styles make fights type of bizarre scenario. Like, the, like we we paint this as the worst football game in the history of humanity, and then we get there tonight, and it it is just a thriller, right? Like, I just wonder. Yeah, it's gonna end up yeah. being a forty-five, forty-two thriller, right, somehow. right? Somehow that plays out. But no, everything that you say is very logical. I I'm not going to argue with it whatsoever. All right, where to next? Uh, we're going to stay in the NFL. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks are the number one offense in DVOA. Pass yeah, they on. are. They are just killing it. Uh, very, very strange. Um, and they take on the Arizona Cardinals at home this week. We know the Cardinals to be a slow-starting team. They average only 5.2 points in the first half this season, uh, while they put up 14.6 on average in the second half. Seattle is kind of the, almost the reverse of that, not quite as extreme, but – they averaged 16 first-half points, only 9.4 in the second half. So I, in this game, I like Seattle getting the points at home, and but you're going to pay a, a minus-120 big on that. I even really like them on the money line. Um, you're you're going to get plus-122 at that. But in this game, the safest and surest bet for me is going with the Hawks in the first half. So you can get them plus-a-half point just in case of a tie at your normal standard minus-110 big. So give me the Seahawks in the first half against the Cardinals at home. Okay. Um. I, I Look, I – I I can't I can't lie. I want to stay away from this. I'm still unwilling to buy in to the Geno Smith thing. Like I still think that at some point it falls apart. Now I get it. We're getting to the point of the season where I was just talking about this with the Giants this week. We have to acknowledge things like just be, our our predispositions we at some point have to shake because we have yeah, to deal have with, to go away. right we have to deal with reality at some point but i'm just not quite there on geno smith yet i'm not quite and i absolutely think there's the possibility that every week could be the week that it's a total clunker and it all falls apart so i couldn't do it but i understand based on the evidence that we have why you would make this bet well and like i said it's safer to do it for the half there's also a lot of evidence out there in terms of Cliff Kingsbury is a favorite. Cliff Kingsbury is a favorite in the division. Not good stats there, especially when you compare them to Pete Carroll as, a, as an underdog uh, and as a, as a division underdog. There's a lot of good trends there. So uh, just, just one of those trend bets. And, again, the, the lopsidedness and the Cardinals, this is like not even a trend now. This is, we've got a large sample size of the Cardinals being a very bad first-half team and getting a lot of backdoor covers. Uh, we saw it just last week with them against the Eagles, in fact. So, um, you know, they're, they're a second-half charging team, and that's what I fear, and that's why I just want to bet that first half with the Seahawks. So here's the only thing I would say about your bet. If, if you like it, if you, if you feel good enough to bet it, instead of betting the first-half spread, why not just bet first-half winner? Why not? Yeah, why not Why not take the winner and get and, the plus money? And get the yeah. plus money, right? Like that, that's the, I knew you were going there. That's the yep. only thing. <laughs> but, but, but it – yeah, it's it's the just in case there's a you know a late right, field goal from the Cardinals to tie it at right. 15 or something. You right, know, you're still getting that half point. I I I, I'll, I understand I'll, I'll why that. that so to your point, I understand the reason why the number is made the way that it is. I just to me, if you feel good enough about making the bet, right, like then I would go ahead and 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 go to the next step, and I would just bet them to be the winner of the half. And yes, I get it. That means if it ties, you don't get the push. Um, but or sorry, no, you win the bet because it's my a, a half a point on the spread, but. I still, I'd still, yeah, do I'll, it. I'll pay for the half point. All right, but I hear you. All I right, Andrew Stecka is uh, with us. Stets and figures is what we're going over here on weekend at bookies. Where to next? Uh, we got a really good little interesting parlay for you in the NFL. Uh, really good stat here. This is from Brandon Anderson of uh, the Action Network. 
There have been seven previous instances of a team returning from a game in Europe and not having a bye week. Uh, those teams, when they come back in their next game, have all been tied or trailed entering the fourth quarter of their next game. Uh, six out of those seven have allowed their opponent team total to go over. And by the way, that includes the 2017 Ravens, who got blown out by the Jags in London and then returned home and lost to the Steelers 26-9. to um, So I get that seven instances may not seem like a huge sample size, but I actually like both of the teams that we're getting in this spot. One of those teams would, of course, be the Ravens, who have the number two passing offense in DVOA, and I think they can do a lot of damage against uh, the Giants, uh, even though – even though Wink Martindale's got the revenge factor over there, we've, we've seen that Lamar can, can handle it, but he did that against Miami uh, earlier in the year. Uh, the other team that we get in that instance is the New York Jets. Now, I know everyone is kind of a little weary of the Jets going into Lambeau. But I, I wasn't. I, I wasn't right up until the moment that I found out that you had and, picked it. I felt great about it right yeah. up until that moment. And now, you'll, and now you'll get a little bit of insight as to why I picked it. Uh, the Jets have looked a little bit better since Zach Wilson returned from injury. Uh, they put up 64 points in two games. I get that there were some extenuating circumstances, but I think they can manage to put up a few points against a Packers defense that will not only be a little jet lag, but uh, has also not really been as, as good as hyped before you know entering this season. So uh, the numbers we're looking at here, the Ravens team total is over 25 and a half. The Jets team total is only over 17 and a half. So you put those two, two things together, you're getting plus 258 odds. All right, so Ravens team total and Jets team total. Parlay those two and make that bet. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Plus two fifty eight on on the on the on the two 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 team total parlay. There, All so. right. I am I am intrigued. I am intrigued by that. I don't have a real good reason not to bet it. Um, you know, I, what 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 did we learn say from uh, Minnesota and New Orleans last week uh, when they were coming back from London? Like New Orleans, it was the same story. They yeah. both they it was New the Orleans, same story. Both of them returned and and allowed the, the, their opponent's team total to go over. Okay, I didn't. I knew that New Orleans for sure did. Obviously, because there were a billion points scored in that game. But I didn't know if Chicago was over. Although I guess the number was probably set pretty low for Chicago because you yeah. know they're Chicago. So that does make they're, sense because they're Chicago. Exactly, exactly right. All right, and finally, fourth part of this. What's your next Stetton figure? Finally, we're going to go back uh, back to the well on a soccer parlay and back back to the well on Manchester City and our friend Erling Haaland. Um, Manchester City play Liverpool this weekend. Uh, these two teams were the betting favorites uh, coming into the season. Only one of them has really lived up to that billing, though. Uh, we're about a quarter of the way through the Premier League season. Uh, Manchester City enters the weekend second on the table with 23 points from nine games. Liverpool has played eight matches and won just two of them and has 10 points along the way. They sit in 10th place. Um, Erling Haaland got the job done for us a couple weeks ago. He not only scored, he scored three times in that game against Manchester United. Uh, so we're going to go back to that uh, as well. Uh, Erling Haaland to score. Manchester City to win or draw. You basically get even odds at this. It's minus 101. Uh, so City just has to get a point on the road at Liverpool, and Holland uh, will, will have to score. So just two legs of that parlay. He's got 15 goals in nine games for Manchester City. Ooh. It's insane. He's, Ooh. Scoring, he's scoring at an insane clip. Ooh. So. And, and who, what, uh, where in the World Cup, he'll play for who? He will play for Norway. Okay. Are they in the World Cup? And, they, and, and they make it? 
That's actually a good question. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't. Sure. I don't. I don't know. That's um, this is when I actually I, don't think they are in the World Cup. Oh, that's very I, sad. That's very I am so, sad. I am so. I have to be honest with you, Glenn. I am so out on the World Cup. I know, dude. Because of the soccer fan as I, I am, I, I, I just—it's so hard for me to think about. I know. There's a there's it's, a ton of it's football season. Other reasons that you wouldn't want to get into a World Cup. Well, yeah, in Qatar, the, yeah, right. Uh, but the fact that it's the fact that it's November, December, I'm just like it's really an interruption to the club soccer season. And it's a pain in the neck to even have to think about. Well, but, yeah, um, for, for you, you so care I, about that. I don't care about the, you know, I just don't have a club, so I don't have a reason to care about the, the club soccer season. Yeah, of course. Um, but like, damn dude, <laughs> like I, we have, I have somebody I know who's been really pushing for us to do world cup content. I'm like, bro, you have to understand. I love the world cup. Like I am all in and I can't pretend like there is an appetite for world cup coverage. Like, like if ever yeah, there was no. a World Cup for the U.S. to have missed, like it's a real shame that they missed the last one instead of missing this one, right? Like, God, I could have yeah, really used tough. them in the last one. This one, I I don't care, and they stink anyway, so it doesn't really help me all that. Well, much. at least we know they'll be in the next one. That's <sighs> that's true. There is that. There <laughs> is that. All right, uh, sure. Uh, you've been good enough in these that I'd be willing to ride with it. I, what the hell do I know? hundred uh, percent. Let's let's play <laughs> this one. At a stick is how you follow him on Twitter. Four and zero last time around. We will see if he can follow it up with another dominant performance. But based on ever since that that brutal zero and four week, you've been like eight and two, correct? Or something? Yeah, we or, up or the ten, and, a ten bit. and two. Haven't you had two four and zero weeks since the zero and four? No, just no, the one. Just the one. We had a two and two. So okay, so six it's just and, six, six and two. two. Still, six still, two. that's 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 a pretty good trend. Let's see if we can keep that trending in this direction. But this with week. some plus money in there too, we got to consider that. That's a great so. point. Yeah, it's a great point coming out on top. All right, buddy, appreciate you. We'll talk to you again in two weeks. All right. It's... All right, cheers, guys. Andrew Stecka joining us for stats and figures here on Weekend at Bookies. Of course, you're going to head to the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel to make all of these bets that Andrew just suggested. It is the place to be for every major event. They've got same-game parlay plus betting. You can still register your Super Bowl bet, your futures bet of $25 or more. Register it to win two free tickets to the Super Bowl uh, by going to FanDuel.com slash S-B-N-A-Z. Where else would you want to be but the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland? When we come back in, let's talk more about uh, strategies, shall we? Alloy Sports, Brad Cronthal will join us. We'll talk a little bit about the uh, the ba- baseball playoffs and also quite a bit about uh, the week in the NFL. That's next. It's Weekend at Bookies. See Olympic athletes in action as the nation's best horses and riders compete in one of the world's premier equestrian events at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Academy, October 13th through 16th in Cecil County. Don't miss the breathtaking excitement of the dynamic cross-country competition or the elegance of dressage and precision of show jumping. There's also great shopping and activities, including a fresh food fest, corgi race, and a beer, wine, and spirits showcase. So come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the Mars Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, presented by Brown Advisory, October 13th through 16th. Learn more and buy tickets at maryland5star.us. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. 
Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days, earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 11.40. FanDuel Sportsbook GM Leon Twyman and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 11.40, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports' Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today join glenn at halftime of every ravens game for the project game day halftime show at facebook.com slash sports we apologize in advance there's not much we can do about his face. You are listening to Weekend at Bookies or watching Weekend at Bookies, brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. Again, big fight coming up on Saturday nights. You can watch it for free in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, and you can win money betting on the fight. Deontay Wilder, Robert Hellenius, don't pay for the pay-per-view. Wilder is an overwhelming favorite. Minus 850. Robert Hellanius, who's, you know, been on one recently, plus 510, quite the live dog there. Uh, a little bit later on today, if you follow Live Casino and Hotel Maryland on social media, you'll see Griffin and I offer our weekly uh, advice for betting, and I will include a pick for this fight and how I think you can win some money, plus money, betting on the Deontay Wilder-Robert Hellanius fight. So make sure you're following Live Casino and Hotel Maryland on social media. Joining us now, our buddy from Alloy Sports. We'll talk a little baseball playoffs, a little NFL this week. He is our friend, Mr. Brad Cronthal, and he's back with us here on Weekend at Bookies. Brad, what's going on, pal? How are you? Doing great, Glenn. Great time. NFL and MLB playoffs. Uh, glad to be with you. How are you? It's uh, You know, I am I really, the, the Padres-Dodgers, I know all anybody wants to talk about last night is the stupid goose, right? Like, I get it. And don't get me wrong, <laughs> it was entertaining, it was fun. But, like, dude, that was the type of game that reminds you of why this time of year is so great. Like, you could feel the intensity of every freaking pitch, man. Like, I was, I, I love, it's why, you know, sadly, I'm, 
a bit sad that the uh, the Orioles aren't a part of it, but it is what it is. Like that, this is what makes it so special. They they go to Josh Hader in the eighth inning, and it was almost like dumb luck, right? Like he had every ball was hit hard because he's facing the Dodgers. It was just such an intense game last night. Yeah, it was, and I think Padres Dodgers when both teams are playing well is probably the best rivalry in baseball right now even in the ninth inning you know freddie freeman hit one hits one off the top of the wall and the final out you know when it's off the bat couldn't tell if that one might have had a ride no doubt so extremely great series really entertaining they've all been extremely entertaining but like you said i mean i hope this series continues uh to stay competitive like it's been for the first couple games was there anything two games today obviously in the american league and then another full day coming up on saturday but two games they're alternating for now is there anything that jumps out at you when there's only a two-game slate? And, look, everybody is obviously sending out a very good pitcher in these games. Yeah, and one thing you realize with the playoffs is every pitch is so important. The focus and the amount of detail that goes into every single pitch is just different than when it comes to the regular season. So that's why you've seen some totals that haven't hit where they are. I've seen some line movement today. There's really one play that, that I like, and, and it's Framber Valdez uh, for Houston today. I like his strikeout total, five and a half. I like him hitting the over here. Okay. I'm just not – the one thing that we can't um, quantify or qualify is how is Seattle going to respond to that epic collapse sure. the other night? Are they going to come out motivated, or are they just going to slump and be really discouraged? So not really sure how they're going to come out, but Framber Valdez – He's had six strikeouts or more in nine of his last ten appearances. Mm. Uh, both appearances against the Mariners this season have gone well over that seven and eight strikeouts, respectively. So I expect him to stay the course, and I think if Seattle comes out um, a little tepid or really pushing you know, to start the game, he can get some early Ks there, and, and I'd like him to hit that total. But, but like you said, I've looked at a couple of these other lines, Yankees and Guardians, that totals numbers where I was looking at, it's gone up and down to six and six and a half. That one's tough. Shane Bieber, Cortez. So my favorite play today is uh, Framber Valdez strikeout total with the over. I like that. I, in fact, I love that play. And I might be racing down right now to the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in order to make that. I, I really do love that play. I think that is a very good one. Again, just uh, sheer numbers for today. That's the first game today. And uh, the Astros uh, run and a half on the money line, minus 162. The Yankees in game two tonight, minus 146 against the Guardians. I actually kind of like Cleveland a little bit as a live dog with Bieber on the mound tonight. I'm not, I'm not sure I'm racing to make the bet, but like if you told me I had to bet that game, I actually think I might, I might lean Cleveland in the second game tonight. Um, let's talk a little bit about alloy sports and let's talk about, uh, football trends. Let's talk about, um, some of the betting strategies. Remember the last time you and I chatted, we, we still had very little data from this year to work with. Now we're five games into the season. How much has the additional data helped in building strategies with alloy for football season? It's absolutely huge. And we like to say is, you know, give it for football or really every sport, give it about a month you can have a good sample size and know what teams this year are doing in relative basis to historical teams and output. So we feel great about the data uh, right hang on, now. Hang on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Brad, because I literally just said this. They just announced they're postponing the Yankees game tonight. 
apparently it's raining in New York, and they are announcing that they're postponing. So here's what I wouldn't do is put a bet in on the Yankees-Guardians game tonight because it's not going to happen. So I apologize. I apologize. They're going to play it tomorrow at 1 o'clock instead. So back to, you, back to our thought on football. I'm so sorry. No, absolutely. you got to cut in there with the breaking news. That's pretty wild. Um, you know, normally baseball doesn't doesn't get that head. Yeah, absolutely. But no plays, Yankees Guardians. God, that but means like, like that means saying. I don't have anything to distract me from the stupid Commanders Bears game tonight. Son of a bitch. That was like I was feeling really I was feeling really good that like I wouldn't suck myself into watching that dreadful football game because I just watched the baseball game instead. Damn it. We got Morgan State football. Yeah, I'll watch Morgan State football. That's what I'll watch instead tonight. <laughs> damn it. Damn it. Damn it. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I know this. I, I just I completely derailed you. I feel terrible. This is not what you're supposed to. I'm being very unprofessional <laughs> in this moment. But, God, you, you understand what I'm feeling right now. Like, this was going to be my pleasant distraction from having to watch the abomination that is Commander's Bears. Yeah, that, that makes two of us, Glenn, yeah. and, and no hurt doing cheer. So I, I would do the, the same thing. Breaking news is breaking news, and, uh, and you covered it. Ten uh, out of ten. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, all right. Back to back to the data. Back to Alloy Sports. Absolutely. Bottom line, sure. We've got a great sample size of data right now. We've got, like you said, over five games from this season, over five weeks, I should say. Um, really meshes well with the historical data. So we feel really great about the strategies we've built that have, you know, historical data combined with this season to pick winners for upcoming weeks and games so last week uh my picks went five two and one and the only reason i went one had that one push was because i didn't get the best line on the bears game last week uh got it at seven instead of seven and a half so um my brother our ceo got it at seven and a half and he's been teasing me all week about it so mm-hmm. really the, the, the forecast we put out last week went six and two so do you want to you, know, you want to tell us about what that forecast was you want to share a little yeah light? so Love coming on your show because it's like a perfect time of the week. We just pushed out one for this week as well. So last week's we called the ground and pound strategy and not to Rex Ryan. A lot of, you know, rushing, hard rushing, you know, after contact yards. Um, and, and we had a few plays that, that hit last week. We have a few from this week. Uh, this week we just pushed out one, you know, minutes ago. We're calling it the chain mover strategy. Um, really putting an emphasis on wide receiving play, uh, getting first downs, and then looking at road teams. So, and so last week's really took a, a fav- look at close underdogs to cover, and this uh, chain mover strategy is looking at heavy favorites. So um, really depends on what you're looking at from your strategy, um, but that, those are two that you know we feel really good about, both over 60% win percentage from the past three years. Anybody in particular that fits that strategy for this week that you'd be willing to share with us? Brad, you there? Yeah, you got me. Oh, sorry, got you. Yeah, I don't know what happened there, Brad. Uh, anybody in particular that might fit that strategy this week that uh, you, you just jumps out at you? Yeah, so for the chain mover strategy, which we, we threw out there today, you can see it on our Insights page on Alloy Sports, we're looking at heavy favorites. So two games. One, the first one's the Buccaneers that lined opened at minus eight. I think on Fandle now it's minus 8.5 at Pittsburgh. Um, I actually felt really good about Pittsburgh last week. They're, they're one of the teams we liked, you know, one of the two losses last week. I thought they would cover even with Kenny Pickett. Uh, they looked dreadful. Tom Brady didn't have the best week last week. I think he'll be a little more uh, motivated this week now that the Giselle news didn't just drop. Uh, maybe that'll play into that. But Bucks minus eight is the first play. And then the second play is the Ravens at the Giants. That line opened at minus five. I actually thought that line might go down uh, closer to the Giants' favor, but 
gone the other way. going up. So yeah. I've seen it at minus six. Um, a little bit surprising to me, but this strategy, you know, likes the Ravens. Haven't seen many blowouts for the Ravens. They've had the opportunity to, obviously, but second halves have been an issue. Um, so we'll see. But Buccaneers and Ravens are the two plays from this new strategy we're putting out. Uh, Chain mover strategy at 63%. I like it. I think I like it. On I mean, anytime you're telling me you like the Steelers to get their butts kicked and the Ravens to win, my God, you don't need to tell yeah. me anything more. Like, let's let's bet every aspect of it immediately. Um, uh, Brad, I saw something on uh, Brad Cronthal with us, Alloy Sports. I saw something on your guys' Twitter page, um, and it's interesting to me because, admittedly, I'm it's a strategy that I'm going I'm using. I'm I'm actually ever put a little money on the Falcons this week to cover against the 49ers. There's a bunch of reasons why I've done it. Um, one being it's a one o'clock game with a West Coast team, and the 49ers just traveled to the West uh, the East Coast a week ago, and they've got a bunch of injured players and. You know, three long flights in a short amount of time, not necessarily the best thing for guys that have been dealing with injuries. And the final piece of it, and why I decided to make the bet, is what you guys shared, which is the Falcons are 5-0 and against the spread this year. Um, this always goes back to, like, the, the better's edge concept, which is just because something happened in the past doesn't really change the likelihood of it happening again. So how do you consider data like that when you look at a team that's 5-0 and against the spread obviously they haven't played the same team every week they haven't had faced the same spread every week it's it's interesting right but does it really impact what happens between the falcons and the 49ers this week yeah so from a head-to-head perspective it has no impact on the falcons and and the 49ers game i actually like that game it fits our ground and pound strategy so i have a play on that as well for atlanta plus five and a half but what it does, so if you build a strategy, say, on our app, you have your stats and filters you add in there, you have a strategy that sits, say, 60% of the time, and it likes Atlanta. If you see ATS records and you say, you know, this game's close, I don't know if Atlanta's going to cover, or say it's five and a half, I just think, you know, the, the 49ers might win by a touchdown. What this shows you is, you know, that confidence level of, you know, Atlanta might not win every game, but they've been in it enough to, to keep it in, at least close enough to cover the spread. So I- with that extra level of confidence that you might have that Atlanta's capable of covering a spread line. I like that. Um, makes me feel better about the decision that I've already made. So I appreciate you sharing it with me. All right, man, what does everybody need to know about with Alloy Sports? Give everybody the rundown, um, you know, not only how they sign up and what they're going to find, but social. Give us the entire rundown for Alloy Sports. I'll do my best. So Alloy Sports, we let you build your own custom betting strategies really quickly, really easily. You can find us on the App Store at Alloy Sports. Really exciting today. We just launched our Alloy Pro platform. That's got over 200 stats and filters. That's our full premium platform. You'll get it free for 30 days when you sign up. You can find us on social at Alloy Sports and myself, Brad Kronthal. I'm co-founder at B underscore Kronthal. K-R-O-N-T-H-A-L. I oh, think I covered all. I think you got it all, man. <laughs> Always appreciate you, BK. Thank you for taking the time for us. We'll talk to you again in a couple weeks, all right? Thanks, Glenn. Good luck on your bet. Thank you, buddy. Brad Cronthal, Alloy Sports, joining us here on Weekend at Bookies. All right. We are winding down for this week's episode of Weekend at Bookies. We like to end the week by trying to go crazy, just really throw it all out there, and see if you can't find a, a big winner. Um, Griffin, the last time we did a gratuitous grouping, how did it go for uh, us? Not good, not good. Uh, my, my first leg of it hit, I took the Bayern Munich and uh, Bayern Leverkusen over yes. three and a half goals yes. on, Friday, on a Friday afternoon. And there were a bunch of them. Oh, there were there. a bunch of them, yes. Yeah. It hit. 
Uh, and then I wanted to you do mean, the Aaron know, it Judge. Was, it, was like a, it was a crazy scoring game. Wasn't yeah, it? it was. It was like I don't know, I whatever, what it was right. too. But it, it, I think early on, it, you didn't have to sweat that one out. All right. Um, and then I wanted to do Aaron Judge to hit home run number 62 that Friday night as well. Actually, it didn't hit as comfortably as I thought, but it was 4-0, so it, oh, yes. it did hit. Um, and Aaron Judge did not do that. Took took, yes. took him a couple days. Yes. Didn't yeah, but do you, it while I, was I thought York. there was a little bit of a selfishness there. I thought that you were thinking with your heart instead of your brain. Exactly, exactly. And, I, and, and as I we know, in betting, it's the worst thing you can do. you got to completely detach yeah, you your heart as much yourself. as you 100% from betting um and then i had mackenzie Dern to get a submission win mm. and she ended up just losing the mm. fight and mm. this so was, that was tough to watch so was so, what, so you're one for five one for six now what i don't remember how many of these we've done six um, i think it's six right yeah yeah i think i think it is one has for been six. six all right yes. um but they're all you know they're all like very high plus odds so i understand you know, that not, but you know still, i understand we gotta yes, win another I, one i know some point. i know and i think i and i think this week all is right, so the week we get back on track a griffin's gratuitous grouping that you are feeling great great about going yes, into this week. Yes, I do. All right. And we are going to start early tomorrow morning on the other side of the world with some cricket. We're going to do Australia. England is at plus money over Australia why? in T20. Why? Cricket. Why? And here's why. Well, okay, because England has been red hot in the series. They won the first two games of this three-game series. Okay. They, having three batters score 80-plus runs through the first two matches of the series. <sighs> They're creeping towards I, I, becoming the T20 World Cup favorites at this point, so I think they're going to keep the why momentum are they going. Plus money because they're in Australia, so they just don't. They just don't like that. But, plus but plus, I got more. I got more here. All right, and Australia. So Australia has lost three of their last four matches played at the park that they're playing. Uh, to, well, I guess technically tonight if you're in Australia, but tomorrow morning for us here in Canberra. And uh, the Aussies have the worst win rate when coming in as a favorite in T20 competition since the start of 2021 at 51.9%. Okay. So we're taking England at plus money to get things started for us. Okay. okay. In the cricket world. Okay. Um, sure. I. This is one of those ones that because I don't know anything, I'm just going to work under the assumption that... Uh, never mind. I'm just... I, I wish you well. I wish you well. I wish you, you should tail, and then we can both be. I'm, then we can both uh, be very well. Next. All right. Then tomorrow night as well. Canadian football, my favorite. Hamilton Tiger Cats plus seven and a half against the Calgary Stampeders. They're getting more than a touchdown in the road in what is a must win because Calgary is not really playing for much. They have a playoff spot locked up as the CFL regular season comes to an end. They can't. They can't earn the first round bye anymore, and they also can't fall out of the playoffs. So they don't, they're, they're not playing for a whole lot at the moment. Meanwhile, the Ticats have to stay ahead of the Red Blacks, who are only two points ah. behind them. So it's a, it's a must win for the Ticats, and they're getting more than a touchdown. So I love plus seven and a half for Hamilton. Uh, okay, sure. <laughs> and I, finally. I, I wish I could offer some sort of analysis for this. I cannot. I'll just, whatever. You got it. And finally, finally, we are going back to the UFC, and we are going to get a winner this time in the main event between Alexa Grasso and Viviani uh, Ariujo. Uh, I like Grasso to win it by decision, and because this will almost definitely go the distance of the nine Grasso fights in the UFC. Only two have been ended inside the distance, and her only loss in the last three years is to the current strawweight champion, Carla Esparza. So I think she'll grind it out and get the decision on the cards, while Araujo, her last six fights have all gone to decision, uh, and her losses in those six fights have been to Caitlin Chukagian and mm. Jessica I, who yeah, are well, I mean, everybody, everybody knows that. So she, she doesn't fare well against pure strikers like Alexa Grasso, 
Uh, so it's a matchup nightmare for Arujo, and I like her to win it on the card Saturday night at plus one twenty-five. Grasso via decision. Why is she plus one? Oh, via decision. Yeah, via decision. Okay. Yes. All right. Go yes. to the points. Mm-hmm. Correct. All Correct. Right. All right. So. And then you parlay all that. Yeah. And well you get plus seven ninety-three. Okay. So you can go put some money on it right now. Oh yeah. You absolutely. Put a nice little uh, ten dollars on that, and you can be looking like. at. You could be looking $80, at seven, because you get seventy nine, seven thirty five. Yeah, yeah, something it's like the that. Payout. Put ten bucks. Okay, you know, I love it. That's it's worth it. It's worth it. Give it a shot. Why not? And I'll be using that money to, you know, buy the your Taco Bell Monday. Oh, that's right. <laughs> well, I, I, we, I, I don't. All right, we'll, well figure, you, we'll figure yeah, that out. Yeah. We'll figure that out. All right, very good. Hey, thanks to Brad Cronthal. Thanks to Andrew Stecka. We'll be back on Tuesday with another uh, simply the bets. In the meantime, make sure you get down to the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland this weekend to get all of your bets in. And may the odds be ever in your favor. This has been Weekend at Bookies.